accessing agent files. Brian Sovereign. Early 21st Century Anarchist. Creator and host of the podcast Sovereign Check. By the year 2021, the show would be instrumental in the downfall of various conservative ideologies in the government. Helping usher in an incredible time. Hey, want to take a walk on the wild side and experience the bleeding edge of technology? Then get ready because it doesn't get much more edgy than this. You're in for a wild ride. You're listening to Sovereign Tech with your host, the man in triple black, the golden stallion of the tech world, Brian Sovereign. He's got a huge brain. And now here's Brian. That's right, the golden stallion. Boy, am I beat. <laughs> Just got done with a good hour's workout. I could barely crawl to the weights on my last set. No kidding. Uh, so fortunately, going to do a little special here, and I'm being joined by the lovely and hyper-intelligent, the Duchess of Debauchery, Dr. Stephanie Murphy. Hello. I was going to make a joke about I'm the one who beat you off or something, <laughs> <laughs> but later it, it just wasn't able to be worked in. <laughs> After this, it's midnight, you know, late at night. Whatever. You know, it's always midnight when we start these things. Like we always, we swear up and down, like all week it's on my calendar. I'm like, oh, we got to do a podcast. Yeah. Oh, we could do it tomorrow. Oh, we'll do it later. <laughs> and then it's midnight Friday night and we're always podcasting. But this is like my time to podcast because this is when I did pork therapy for years. Yeah, that's true. You did it from 10 to 1 for mm-hmm. so long i used to, you know i used to broadcast that from the back of my truck i had an fm transmitter and i would connect to the internet at mcdonald's i'd be parked there and i would actually transmit pork therapy in keen i mean there was a pirate radio station there at the time kind of off and on and i would transmit that show i'd make sure i was there every friday night that was before That's i was so actually cool. yeah that was before i got to actually sit in the uh you know in the studio with you you're you know it months down the line and, yeah that was uh, before you knew me yeah when exactly. you were living in your truck right yeah it was great so anyway <laughs> those were the days yeah i uh, haven't heard from any like keen state college students who heard my show but doesn't mean they're not out there yeah who knows um maybe people passing through kind of caught it i don't know but uh yeah this special is about we passed through uh, quite a few places yeah. last week, didn't we? Yeah, we, we, we had a few days worth. Of, we went to Syracuse, New York, and then we went back to Keene for Keenevention. Then finally we came home. But, you know, before we get into that, I want to take a little bit of time to address the fact. And we did, we did an after show on Free Talk Live a couple of weeks ago about this. But to address the fact that we are leaving uh, oh, free talk live yeah. the sunday night edition of it we're quitting free talk live that's yeah. right <laughs> and so now i mean i think the reasons may be well known you know but if you want to qu- give a quick wrap up as to the reasons yeah i mean we didn't really go into that much detail even though we did kind of announce it on the free talk live after show podcast but sure um basically you know i've been doing free talk live for by the way real quick we have great stories to tell about our recent travels so hold out for those yeah please i didn't know we were going to talk about this yeah, Brian, no, but that's right. that's fine i'm totally willing to talk about it i just wasn't prepared sure. yeah so no that's i'll try okay. to be just, succinct yeah just give a you know description of, of why it's going on i guess okay keep me on track if i'm not being pithy enough because <laughs> <laughs> i have a tendency to do that but um 
Basically, you know, it all started back in 2010 when um, I started, I got this, you know, volunteer gig basically to host Free Talk Live. And at first I came in as a fill-in co-host a couple of times and, you know, did it for free. And uh, then I got asked to host like the internet only Sunday edition because they were doing a six day a week show at the time. And then the seventh day uh, the Lord rested. No, I'm right. just kidding. <laughs> on, on Shabbat, they in cleaned the, Lord. the manna machine. <laughs> and that way, that's why they got a double helping on Friday. And well, you never mind. Ha- I'm not oh going into God. that. I'm not going into that. You are such a tease. You are. That's not fair to do. You're so mean to your listeners. Like you're teasing them with these Bible tidbits and you, you keep, you <laughs> historical told, tidbits. You admitted to me that you were thinking about doing some kind of a biblical podcast. Yes, actually, or a history of. I'll, I'll lay it out here. I'm going for my DD. Yeah, and so, uh, what what do you got to do to study for that? Well, I need to prepare a thesis. <laughs> so, <laughs> I will be Doctor <laughs> Brian Sovereign. Who said you need to prepare a thesis? And who said you need to pay them thirty five dollars and they'll write your name on a little certificate? All right, I am all about having the respect of my peers. Okay, <laughs> and you are the highest peer. And I do not respect a DD. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I would respect you if you wrote a book about... Right. I mean, I respect you in general, but I think it would be cool if you wrote a book. Yeah, I'll do that. But I mean, admittedly, like a lot of these these teases that I talk about, uh, I mean, this is part of the reason I started a game company. But anyway, that's... Because you want to tell the story of the history of the world as you see it, and you lay out your, your ideas about Prisca Theologica and the first religion and the illuminati and so we were talking about the reason you left free to or you're leaving free talk live right so (laughs) on the seventh day ian rested and i came in to host the show and i started to the catholics i think that's the eighth day but go ahead that's all i have to say uh (laughs) anyway so yeah i started doing these like internet only sunday shows did that for about a year and there were other hosts doing it at the time they were kind of unreliable i mean they they had fun with it but none of us were getting paid so i was the only one who treated it as sort of like a job even though i wasn't getting paid which is kind of dumb and uh (laughs) i took it seriously and i was professional and i got better i improved my delivery and improved my skills at hosting the show and eventually, Ian and Mark decided to expand Free Talk Live and do a actual Sunday show that was going to be on radio stations, not just on the internet and as a podcast. And since I had already done all this learning and learned how to host the show and post the archives and all that good stuff, they uh, wanted me to be the Sunday co-host with Mark. So I got into this arrangement and, you know, Mark and I did the Sunday show for um, about a year and a half, I guess, before you started hanging around in the studio uh, and sitting in and you had some cool stuff to say. So eventually Mark turned on your microphone and you started doing the Sunday show with us. So that's that's the historical context. That's how we got to where we are today. Well, basically, you know, when Mark offered me this position as the Sunday co-host, he did pay me, but I was making glorified gas money doing free talk live and in the meantime you know i'm building up my voiceover career i've transitioned from working in science to having my own business as a voice actor and it's going really well and there were just like a bunch of sundays where i started realizing that hey i've got like 500 dollars worth of jobs in the hopper that i could be working on that i'm gonna have to do on monday after i have been up really late and right. had to sleep in until 11 or noon because i got home late from free talk live and it takes 
you know, Free Talk Live is a three-hour show, but it's much more than that because it takes us about an hour and a half to drive there, hour and a half to drive home. It takes me another hour to do the archives. There's dinner. I mean, it ends up being an eight-hour. It's a full shift of a day. It's an eight-hour thing, yeah. And, of course, dinner is not paid for for us. It's like we have to stop at McDonald's or something. (laughs) Yeah, or whatever. But, I mean, and, you know, Or bring something, yeah. Yeah, whether you're self-employed or not, Monday is always a busy day. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just that's kind of how it is. Unless you actually the only way Monday isn't a busy day is if you're actually employed and Monday is one of your days off. I've actually had a job where like I had Monday and Thursday off every week. That was awesome to have Monday off because you're just laughing at everybody. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've I've actually like since I started working for myself, like I've wanted to kind of do that and say like, well, if I don't feel like working on Monday, I won't work on Monday or if I don't feel like working on Wednesday, I won't work on fucking Wednesday, you know, yeah. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> but in practice, it's, it's not really been like that. It's sure. basically, I have clients, I work for my clients. I don't work for myself. Otherwise, I'd be paying myself and they pay me, not me paying me. So anyway, right. I work for my clients and my clients will email me on Monday or Wednesday or whatever day I might feel like taking off the day and they'll want me to do stuff. So yeah. I do it, you know, I serve my clients and I'm happy about that, but it's, it's not exactly conducive. It's, it ends up being more of a sort of Monday through Friday type deal. Sure. And when, when you're also working on Sunday and every Sunday is basically the whole day, a full eight hours of working day is devoted to free talk live. I, that leaves one day off for fun, which is Saturday, which you do sovereign tech on Saturday. Yeah. So that, it's really like <laughs> you have to work on Saturday yeah, that too. That knocks out a good chunk of the day usually. Yeah, so it was like I felt like we weren't having weekends and even though we're self-employed, I still felt like I wasn't getting I just wasn't getting enough time to do everything I wanted to do including a little bit of relaxation and play. Oh yeah, I mean and certainly it affects me too. I mean, I'm doing uh you know, I'm an ad exec for Free Talk Live of course, and so I'm emailing and calling people all week long, but then at the same time I'm developing a game or, you know, trying to work on that and, and, and have it ready and, you know, web design and doing a podcast and all that. I mean, I could definitely do with with another day, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, to make all that happen. And please, like, we're not complaining about our dream jobs. These are genuine dream jobs. Yeah, for they us. are. They're awesome. Right. It's just like when I was working as a scientist and I had this nine to five, basically, I would, um, you know, I would work Monday through Friday all day, sometimes late into the night. And Friday night, I'd come home and do pork therapy after work. Saturday was like my one day off to like do laundry. And eventually I hired Mandrick to do my chores for me because I didn't want to do it because I couldn't do it myself. Uh, Now I do them. (laughs) Yes, thank you. I really appreciate that, Brian. Makes my life easier. I don't clean. Uh, <laughs> you should all know that about yeah, me. I do it all. I got a brand new pink uh, vacuum cleaner. The thing's fucking awesome. You I love do. Those. You it's vacuum. Eureka, strong as a Dyson. <laughs> you're, and you're so hot. You're like walking around without your shirt. You get your big muscles. You're vacuum cleaning. Then the vacuum get laid. That's so what I hear. So sexy. It, well, it's true. <laughs> That's true. I, shirt comes off. You know, I'm wearing practically nothing vacuuming the house. <laughs> well, it's division of labor because I mean you're you're better at that stuff than me. I'm a very detail oriented perfectionist kind of person, and if I if I try to clean, I will. You get stuck in one spot. <laughs> yeah, I get I get stuck in one spot. I get overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. I go crazy. It's just not a good yeah. scene. So anyway, uh, and I never learned the joy of cre- talking about intrinsic motivation too. I never learned the joy of cleaning. Like I never, I never learned that it is 
great and fulfilling and it feels good to have a clean environment. I learned that you're supposed to clean because your mom will get mad at you if you don't clean. Uh, and I, or someone will get some authority figure will get mad at you if you do not clean, so that's why you should clean. And as a result, I hate cleaning. I've never <laughs> I've never liked it as an adult. I've never done it. I just find ways not to do it and I don't do it. Yeah, see, I, so this is the tragedy of um authoritarian parenting or yeah. you know not not relying on intrinsic motivation. For me, I don't know if it's intrinsic motivation. You might end up like me. <laughs> <laughs> but like if there's clutter around me, like my brain just gets cluttered. Like it's it, I hear it's that. tough to focus, you I know? do too. I just I learn to ignore it. I, you know, I find ways around it. Yeah, I'll I mean, do anything my, to avoid cleaning. Sure. And I'm not saying like that I love to clean or something. When I've had my own places, my solution to cleaning was to not own anything. You know, <laughs> was to like well, it, to have practically nothing in the place. I but mean, it, that works in a way. It, right? it, it worked, you know. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. I like the solution of hiring someone to clean or, sure. but you know, when, when you have a sexy buff bald mr clean man who right. does it for you around the house and looks good while doing it Keep then talking. that's pretty nice <laughs> i have to say it's pretty nice anyway uh yeah. <laughs> okay so yeah about free talk live so so we just like our time it was crunching in on the time we weren't having weekends and we Brian, you know, like every week we would drive to Free Talk Live and we, you and I would have great chats in the car. We'd have oh, awesome great, con- I love conversations. Driving. That great, was yeah. that was one of the best things about it because yeah, you I mean, and I had some real... Yeah, I mean, we pull over in the parking lot sometimes late at night. I mean, there was, it was great. to talk about that on the podcast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, it, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we just, it was great because we had like uninterrupted time to kind of connect. Yeah. You know, and that was cool. But it took a lot of time and it was also like... You know, we had a bunch of conversations at times when we were driving back and forth, like, what the fuck is the point? You know, like, it's these old people, it's these older people who Mm -hmm. are calling into Free Talk Live because they're listening on the radio and they're like, we need to close the borders, (laughs) you know, things like that. And it's like, are these people ever going to be convinced about the message of liberty? And what are their children like if they have children? What was their parenting like yeah. if they're glorifying the military and they're glorifying the cops and they're talking about, yeah. you know, perhaps how great Sheriff Mack is or some shit like that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, are we really reaching them with the, the message that we want to put out to the world? And I don't think we are. Well, I think I w- they just can't handle us, basically. Yeah. <laughs> the world well- is not ready for Brian and Stephanie. <laughs> well, you know, what? I want to bring up three points. Uh, first point I want to bring up is that Mark and Ian... When you discussed with them, and, I mean, and and uh, please, oh, we didn't say know. so. We didn't talk about that on the show yet. So okay, well, let me let me get to that. I mean, okay. I want people to understand, you know, that I I did the show, I continued to do the show on Free Talk Live because yeah. you know, I and was you your, did it really for roadie. free. You were getting oh, yeah. zero. I, yeah, I, I wasn't getting paid at all. Um, I and mean, I'm an ad exec, your but whole that has Sunday. nothing to do with yeah, with what I with my uh, hosting yeah. uh, duties. I think so, it was good for you to be a host and an ad exec. Like it, it was, it helped because you were connected to how the show runs and sure that helped you in your ad job. Sure. It definitely gave me a good feel and it'll continue to do so because I'm not stopping being an ad exec. Uh, I'm, right. I'm in that for, for a while. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but you know, the, the point, the, the three points I want to bring up, one is, is that when we talked to Mark and Ian about this, and we could talk more about that in a minute is they, they totally understood 
they're like, you're absolutely right. Cost benefit analysis. This isn't working. Yeah. Ian said, I feel like I'm wasting your time. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they were completely understanding. There was no like, hey, you know, you what do you what is this? You don't care about free talk live. Nobody thought that way at all. Everybody was completely understanding. Mark was very gracious. I mean, it was all, and obviously you've been being gracious for years. Um, Yeah, Mark is, Mark's a tough cookie. He doesn't really show, like, he, he wants to negotiate, but he, I think he felt that I did, you know, he understood why I wanted to not, you know, why I wanted something to change. Yeah. Now, second point I want to bring up is that, uh, even in the free talk live chat room, if you go to cam.freetalklive.com, there's like a built in IRC chat room using Mibit. Okay. And in there are, I mean, some of these people are so, not all, but some of them are just so fucking crass. Like they are brutal to the show, you know, and, and I mean, they're like the worst possible groupies you could ever have. That's the definition yeah. of a troll. It's it, like someone who just sits, doesn't have anything else well, to do, gets some sick pleasure. Sure. From- Whichever, but saying a bunch of shit online, yeah. right? And they disagree with you and I constantly. They talk shit about us constantly, and th- that's all fine. But you know, at the end of it, they would con- they would always say, "God, Stephanie's a great host." You know, <laughs> saying that you were like you were curt with the you know you were you're really quick with, yeah. They said you were quick with the calls. You were, I mean, you know, your your professionalism is what they were talking about, not oh, necessarily your those ideals. Trolls have touched my heart, but I, I'm just saying that like this certainly has nothing to do with with you know you not doing a good job either uh you do a fantastic job and you please the harshest of critics is is my point with that wow now, the third point i want to bring i up, actually didn't know that yeah thanks for telling me yeah you um, never told me that yeah that was i think who knows i don't our read the chat so going. You're, yeah I, you're you are like a say you are a masochist yeah i'm <laughs> you kind read of the incognito chat. <laughs> in there often enough um but the third point i want to bring up is that actually a listener in fact i think this person also listens to this show but he had made the comment he said you know, Brian and Stephanie are almost too smart for this show, for Free Talk Live. <laughs> like they, you know, they, they're not going to they don't argue with each other. He just he wanted. I mean, he was just wanting an, you know, very entertaining show. He wasn't being insulting in any way. OK, but I, I think his point was valid. It's like that, that we we were wanting to reach out in areas that the bulk of the listeners of Free Talk Live just weren't at. Which is what the you were saying earlier. The bulk of the hosts of Free Talk Live. I'm not well, saying we're too smart for Free Talk Live. No, I'm no, just no. saying that we, we're coming from a different place than every, yeah. pretty much everyone who calls into or hosts Free Talk Live. I yeah, mean, we're just, I mean, we're just, we just have a different perspective. Yeah, and it's, 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 it's different. Yeah, you know, we, that's care, all it we is. kind it's of not, value different things. Right. Like, we're the only people on Free Talk Live right. who aren't like, rah, rah, Free State Project, like, let's vote and participate in the political process and things like that yeah we're one of like or we're two of like three people we're two of three that i know of on that show that are totally against voting johnny ray doesn't vote johnny ray he's the only one i know every time he's on what about johnson does johnson vote i think johnson might be okay with political action yeah i think so too and chris cantwell does he vote I don't, oh, you know what? Oh, no, he ran he, for political office, didn't he? That was back in New York. I don't think he bothers with politics anymore. I don't know. Because he calls himself an anarchist, but right. he, I don't know if he votes. But I lots of people do that, and they still vote in New Hampshire because somehow New Hampshire is different, which I yeah. would disagree with. But, but, the, but the, basically, the party line on Free Talk Live from Ian is like, well, in New Hampshire, politics is different. Why it would be different in New Hampshire than everywhere yeah. else, I don't know. And I mean, we won't get into it here, but like, I just disagree. Like, yeah. that the political system is a good way to spend your time and effort and energy. And 
you know, I don't even have really a stake. I don't feel like I personally have a stake in whether people move to New Hampshire. Right. And the Free Talk Live, a lot of it is about promoting the Free State Project. I love living in New Hampshire and I like where I'm at right now, but I don't I, I don't need to, I guess, convince other people to do that at this point in my life. Right. I've lost that desire. Uh you know, and it may not be right for every everybody else, right? No. Even if you're a libertarian, maybe the best thing for you is to travel around the world and be a permanent traveler. Maybe the best thing for you is to move to Mexico. Maybe the best yeah. thing for you is to move to Malaysia. Yeah. The the only thing that's maybe for the every- best thing for you is to stay in California. Yeah. I mean, who you know, I don't really have that. You have to figure that out on your own. You know. <laughs> sure. No, I I think the only thing that's for everybody in life is choice. You know, that's mm-hmm. it is having choice. Uh, otherwise, really not is, yeah. not every system is for everybody, you know, and and I mean that's the conclusion I've come to being here uh, just over three years now. So, uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, so, so, so there was there we didn't talk about this on Free Talk Live, mm-hmm. and I mean if okay for the most part and actually a hundred percent. It is an amicable breakup. There's no totally. hard feelings. I I None. loved being a part of Free Talk Live. Yeah. Love, love, love. I mean, it. you have an open invitation to stay as long as you want. Yeah. I, I mean, you really do. Ian uh, taught me so much about radio and audio production. I yeah. am so grateful to him. He gave me a chance when I was a new talent. I had no talent, actually. You know. Yeah. Well, I guess I had whatever talent I was born with, but I had no skills to mm-hmm. execute the talent. So he For lack of experience, perhaps. I am in huge debt to his gratitude, like in so much gratitude to him. Sure. Mark gave me a chance, wanted, you know, saw my professionalism and hired me on to be the Sunday night co-host, which out of a pool of people, he could have chosen someone else who lived in Keene. Right. He didn't. He, he went with me, even though I lived far away because I was, you know, I, I stood out. Yeah. And you did this gig for what, four, five years? Well, in total, I've been on since... 2010 was the first time I appeared on so Free about Talk four Live. years so about four years yeah yeah so At, I mean that's for the Sunday show being on the radio it was three about three years right. I think and December would have been my second year yeah in doing this so I mean so we've the, been it we've stuck lots with of loyalty it. there you yeah. know lots of loyalty yeah for sure um what was I saying so I was I was saying like yeah no hard feelings toward them like mm-hmm. we love Free Talk Live by the way I also I still amp Free Talk Live I give I donate yeah, money you're an to them I, I'm in the cult uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding um, I don't I don't think it's a cult I've, some people have accused Ian of being a cult leader but we, uh, we boy, won't. if he's a cult I I wish every cult leader was like Ian. Yeah, he's very open minded. <laughs> he's open minded and he just doesn't care. He, he's not pulling any strings. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. So, uh, so yeah, but I I still amp Free Talk Live because I like it and I listen to it almost daily. You know, I've I've been listening to Free Talk Live since two thousand five or maybe two thousand four, yeah. like a really long time ago. Yeah, this has been a part of my life for over ten years. Yeah, so it's a big deal to to leave the show but it was also a big deal to be on the show sure that was that was cool to me or go ahead if you've got more i i yeah i mean but but i just wanted to say like even though it's been such a great thing for us and a big part of my life personally for a long time it still makes sense to just periodically kind of reevaluate and say like is this still working out like is there anything that we could change? Sure. And I, we did have a couple of conversations with Mark about like things we thought maybe they could change or whatever suggestions. And, uh, you know, it's not our business. Like not, not like it's none of your business, that kind of thing. Like 
No, it, like it's M Y O B. It's yeah. Ian and Mark it's are their the baby. are the owners of Free Talk Live. Yeah. It is their business, and it's not our business. So we don't really have much control over what happens with Free Talk. We can make suggestions, but right. we don't have a stake in it like they do. And so dedicating that much time and energy uh, to something that I didn't really have any ownership in was something that I, you know, I kind of moved. I kind of move beyond, you yeah. know, if I'm going to put that much effort into something, I do want to have some kind of ongoing relationship with it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm still contracted in, as an ad exec. So, you know, I mean, I still have a relationship with the show, uh, whether I'm on it or not. Uh, but I do, mm-hmm. you know, I want to talk myself. I want to talk a little bit about, about how I even got on the show, because I don't know if everybody like even knows. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, this, the the simple fact was, is I moved to New Hampshire mm-hmm. and I visited the studio once, got to meet Mark. That's all I got to to really do. Um, and then uh, you had I had emailed you mm-hmm. and because I or I had emailed Pork Therapy and I had mentioned that I had moved because that was part of my question to mm-hmm. you when I emailed you on pork therapy and you said, yeah, stop by the studio some Sunday, you know? And so I did. And you asked, you know, and I stopped. I was afraid you were going to be creepy and yeah. I thought maybe that would be the only time I'd ever meet you. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but she asked me to stay and hang out and, and watch the show. Notice I didn't give you my home address. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Just kidding, Brian. <laughs> yeah. So, and so I stayed and, and watched the show, mm-hmm. you know, that one day. Yeah. Um, and Wait, then that's, that's an open, by the way, like it's incredibly generous. They've got an open door policy that yeah, and, if anybody who is like, you know, has been listening, a listener to the show or is thinking about moving to Keene or is thinking about moving to New Hampshire or is just visiting mm-hmm. and they want to come in and just sit there and listen to the show live in the same room where the hosts are doing it. They are welcome to do that as long as Ian is comfortable with them being right. in there. Yeah. And, and pretty much nobody gets to turn down for that. Yeah. In fact, uh, a couple Sovereign Tech listeners got to, during Keenvention, got to see us, you know, do a, do a show on oh Sunday, my which God. was great. That well, was so cool. Yeah. Okay. We can talk about that later. Okay. We'll keep, we'll keep them anonymous. Okay. <laughs> uh, more or less. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so, you know, but I don't like to do things without getting invited. Like, that's very important to me. Indeed. Uh, and I'm, me not a, too. I'm not a vampire where I can't walk into your house unless I'm invited. But <laughs> that's a that's an old superstition. Yeah, uh, that's ringing a bell. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but I don't like to do things if I'm not invited. But you, you, kept, yeah, you kept inviting me, you know, to, to come to the show. Mm-hmm. And so I'd come to the show. And eventually... Well, that's why, because I knew that... I don't like to do things unless I'm invited. So I right. invite other people if I, if I want them there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, but I sat there for months, you know, just kind of listening to the show, doing my own thing. I'd have my phone in hand and just be doing my own business. One time you went outside and you called the show. Yeah. Because, well, I would comment. <laughs> I, like I'd make yeah. comments in between the breaks, you mm-hmm. know, and, and have conversations with, you know, with everybody, with you and Mark there. And, um, but then eventually, Mark had to go away at one point, and mm-hmm. I was just about to start Sovereign Tech, mm-hmm. and you said, yeah, I want to have Brian on. And Mark's like, yeah, sure, what the hell? I didn't. And Mark said, I didn't know he wanted to be on, otherwise I would have had him on months ago. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm kind of surprised that he did, that never, that thought never occurred to him yeah, the whole because, time that you were yeah, I mean, he there would for quote, months. Yeah, exactly, because he would quote me. Uh, you know, after the break, he'd say one of our producers here, you know, and he and he would say what, you know, the point that I had made during mm. the middle of the show, whatever. We'd always have. I, I love Mark. We we have great conversations. Mm. Uh, so but that's the thing is, I mean, it really like I, I kind of got to live the fans dream because I was a fan of Free Talk Live before I came, obviously, as part of what enticed me to come to New Hampshire. 
and to just sit there for a while and then to you know to be able to to actually you know then be a host on the show i even got to first chair quite a few times i was a regular first chair for a while uh and then also to end up working for the show i mean this you know it's so my whole time in new hampshire there's there's been you know some downs no personal life downs that have Mm. occurred to me you know that has to do with my past Mm. um but the ups the dreams coming true have happened you know just they don't stop and it's so it's so wonderful so Mm. you know i just want to make it known to people that i love free talk live i've had the greatest pleasure uh you know to be a part of it and i'm still a part of it as an ad exec of course uh but it was just you know it was living the dream being able to like this is a show i listened to for years yeah and then suddenly holy shit you know i'm first chairing this thing i'm i'm steering the ship and, and that I was i can really relate to that, that was so cool. <laughs> same experience yeah yeah so it's it's a beautiful thing and you know there you know there's no hard feelings to to go around yeah so if so yeah so basically we left off at a point in the story like where we had just been doing the show and then at some point it got too it got to be too much and so basically what happened was I came up with a number that I wanted to get paid that I thought would make it worth my time. And it wasn't an exorbitant number. It was based on it was based on a percentage of the uh, live read revenues from Free Talk Live of what I understood them to be, because I don't have access to their books. I don't know what I don't really know what they're getting from their ads, but I could estimate based on what I knew. And so without them opening up their accounting to me which I didn't I don't care to see and I didn't want them to do anyway but yeah it's up to them I made an educated guess about a, a number that I thought was fair it was a third of the um, the live read revenues from, the, that from the Sunday be. show right and so I asked them for that per show um, to keep going and I said you know guys this is the situation um, you know I, if, I'd like to either basically I'm ready to either move on or I'd like to get paid this much, and this is why. And they basically said, "Well, we can't, we can't do that." <laughs> yeah, they didn't say you weren't worth it. They just said, "Look, we can't do it." Yeah, they just said that they're they just had a major sponsor quit, and they're just oh, it's just true. Kind of strapped I mean, a for lot cash. Of, and, yeah, a lot of advertisers ended or shifted their contracts. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's absolutely true. I can say that for a fact. Yeah. So um, so that wasn't going to work out for them, but you know, I was. I was fine with that outcome too because then that means I get to take Sundays off and I could not take it off necessarily but I could do something else with that Sunday. Right. And in the meantime the the other backstory that had been going on in the background was that you know you and I had started Sex and Science Hour and we we really just didn't have any time to make those podcasts anymore yeah. and so we dropped it. Yeah. And I wanted to pick it back up but we just had no t- we have no time. Yeah, you read my mind. This is actually how I wanted this kind of conversation to end mm-hmm. is that now there's more time. Yeah, so after maybe a month or two of adjustment we're going to we're going to reboot Sex and Science Hour. I might even reboot Pork Therapy. I've been thinking about that yeah. for a couple months too. Which is incredibly exciting and you heard it here first so, yeah. i'm excited i know that i'm still a fan breaking news <laughs> oh thank you brian you were wearing your shirt today yeah i was pork wearing therapy a pork therapy shirt. shirt absolutely i love that yeah it looks great on you yeah <laughs> so anyway uh i did you have more you wanted to, to comment on that um no but i just the the one thing i did want to say was mm-hmm. thank you Thank you, thank you, thank you. I know that there are a lot of people, a lot of people who listen to us on the Sunday show, Free Talk Live, 
also listen to Sovereign Tech if they like us, if they're yeah. not trolling us in the chat room. If they're fr- yeah. if they're actual fans of us, they probably listen to Sovereign Tech. Yeah. So you, I'm talking to you listening right now to this show, as you probably will. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for supporting us. And thank you for, I mean, their, their, their moral support, any Bitcoin tips. But I mean, they don't, don't have to have ever sent us any kind of tip. It's just their moral support that we like and want to. I want to ex- express some gratitude for because... Um, it's great. It it was actually a little bit nerve wracking to start to do free talk live, especially when some of my opinions started to come out, like when the audience started to get to know me and yeah. some people started saying, oh, she's a feminist or something, <laughs> you know, like they didn't like some of my opinions. They they thought, you know, whatever about me not voting or <laughs> not wanting to go to jury duty. Yeah. Or something oh, like God. That. I remember my first couple weeks, my uh, first month. <laughs> As soon as I started talking about guns, you took the heat off me. Oh man! I mean, these people started calling in. What do you mean you don't? You know? Oh. Yeah. Well, I remember this one guy not only called and argued with you on the air, but he mm-hmm. also wrote an email to Mark saying, "What the fuck is Brian doing on the show? He's just there because he's Stephanie's <laughs> well, there, boyfriend." There was more than one guy. <laughs> There was more than one guy. And then he ended up, be- that guy in particular that I'm thinking of ended up being a, a big fan of yours He's and listening sweetheart. to Sovereign Tech. He's a sweetheart, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, thank you for being open-minded enough, that, that person, to change your mind. Or, or if you changed your mind, you who's listening, thank you for giving us the chance. It's been really fun. You can't do a show if nobody listens to you. So it's been really fun to do, and it's been a great experience, and we're going to keep doing Sovereign Tech and keep podcasting in other forms. So this is definitely not the last you're, you're here from us on Free Talk Live. And um, just just thank you for being there. And thanks for everybody who wrote me an email because I did get emails from several people saying, oh, I'm sad to hear that you're leaving the show. I got some bit messages from people saying, hey, yeah, I'd be willing to pay up, you know, uh, what I can. Yeah, Uh, there weren't, unfortunately, there weren't enough people to make it to, to make me reach that goal number that I wanted to make it worth it to keep continue during free talk live. Right. But it was so awesome that there were people who offered that like a few people did say, yeah, I'll give you 10 bucks a month or something. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That was really gracious. And, uh, and thank you to them, you know, for all of that. So yeah, thank you. I mean, you we, know, will, and, we will reward you with, with better content. Yeah. <laughs> I can I mean, pretty much guarantee it. Right. <laughs> And you don't this, even have to pay. <laughs> yeah, this is going to give me more time for, you know, Sovereign Tech as well. I mean, because a lot of people have said, please, two shows a week, which I've been providing anyway in one form or another. Mm, uh, but this mm-hmm. gives me more time to dedicate to Sovereign Tech, maybe to, to even up the production value a little bit more. Uh, this gives me a lot more time to concentrate on Zomi offline games. I mean, this is, you know, because I think a criticism did get leveled that somehow because we're not with Free Talk Live that we weren't doing anything more for Liberty or something. And it's just like, well, first off, you know, anyone. Oh, that's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. First <laughs> off, I mean, people should do things for themselves to begin with. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Do I have some obligation no. to go and free the world? No, I right. don't think even they want to be free. <laughs> right, right. I, I've said from the get go, the reason I ever do anything is just because I don't feel I'm heard. You know, it doesn't have yeah. anything to do any anywhere else. Um, but, uh, you know, the bottom line is, is that that's just not so. We're doing plenty of other things. And, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, and Free Talk Live, you know, Mark and Ian will even tell you this is the elementary, you know, that Free Talk Live is the elementary school of liberty. Yeah. You know, you know I personally and I did tell this to Mark. Mm-hmm. I personally think that. Free Talk Live, Ian and Mark, you know, they're fucking busy. They're doing the show seven days a week between the two of them and other co-hosts. They, 
don't have time probably to seek out a lot of new ideas. They're really busy with what they've got and they're doing yeah. a show every day. And so they've maybe got time to catch up on the news, but they're not like, they're not like reading books and like looking yeah. for new stuff to bring to their audience necessarily. And maybe if they did do three days a week of content or something like that, or maybe just recorded three times a week and did a radio show and a podcast mm-hmm. uh, and then released it on the off day, release the podcast on the off day or release the podcast to their premium subscribers or just something like just shake up their model a little bit. Then they might have a little more time to, to do that, that real growth and to seek out new ideas and to just have more free time for themselves too. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I would do if I was in charge. Yeah. But I'm not. It's not my business. Yeah. I mean, Marcus like talked about said. doing that more recently. Uh, and Ian always has a good book in the bathroom. I mean, Marcus talked about doing that because I've kind of, since I'm doing advertising quite a bit, you know, I've taken some of the workload off of him. But uh, regardless. Some, but but yeah. I think I think he's still... I mean, just yeah. just occupied, you know, like, sure. you know how it is when you do something every almost every day. It's like you barely have time for anything else. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, that's yeah, I, we just I wanted it out there that, you know, look, there's no, it, this is just allowing for more things, not less. You know what I mean? And, I agree. Well, if anyone um, if anyone complains about what we're doing for Liberty, um, first the question to ask is, what are they doing for Liberty? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then the question to ask is, I mean, I think we're we are actually, if we were to answer that question honestly, mm-hmm. I think we're doing a lot for Liberty, especially our own Liberty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're which trying is the to only thing that matters. Make money for ourselves. We're trying to get financial freedom. Right. We're trying to. That's all I want anybody our... to do is something for their own liberty. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we can do though that's the yeah, point right. I'm, I'm trying to make is that's the only thing we can we always say this like focus on what you can actually control and what have we done well we've created an awesome living situation for ourselves you know we like we have a great uh work life you know we we've uh, made career changes we've got our own jobs uh we work for ourselves we work at home we have a great roommate <laughs> roommates with west bertrand right now yeah we have an awesome household like we you know i all kinds of other things we've been traveling we, you know we've been doing all kinds of fun things that whenever we can fit them in um going on little trips we've been working on like mental emotional freedom for many years that's that's like probably the biggest piece actually that i didn't say first but the the psychological stuff is a journey that never ends but that's how you get free freedom and happiness are an inside job and (laughs) yes i said it (laughs) go ahead brian well you know yeah and but that's how you get free and that so if one wants to ask what are we doing for liberty a whole fucking lot yeah well <laughs> we're know, working on all that stuff th- there's a there's a great uh african proverb that goes something along the lines of if there's no enemy inside there can be no enemy on the outs- outside and mm. you know that means if you're working on your you know your internal freedom you know really like if you're working on the intrinsic the the external uh can't really harm you so much so or at least you know you can deal with it better Hmm. I interpreted that completely differently, but I see what you're saying. That mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe the different way is the right way, but that's, that's kind of how <laughs> well, I took I, it. Well, the way I heard it was um, 
everybody has enemies on the inside, like demons and, and sure. trauma and shit that they haven't processed from their parents and their family and, you know, adults in their childhood and things sure. like that. Not to say all parents are bad. Certainly not. But, no, definitely not. But everybody's got their own traumas and demons. Right. Uh, and they the outside stuff plays on those, you know, to mm-hmm. harm you. Like, because the outside, the, the government and like all the oppressive forces in, in the world today, they're just kind of triggering a lot of people's trauma, you know, sure. the trauma that was inflicted on them as they were kids. And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's what I was trying to say. Oh, so, but, but, okay. But well, you laid it out very well. Got it. So <laughs> <laughs> then we're clear. Anyway, Motley Crue. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, how long did we spend talking about Free Talk Live? I had no idea uh, we were going to. Just shy of 40. I wanted to do it. <laughs> I want to do a half hour, oh, so we're God. only 10 minutes over on that, right? All right. Yeah, not so bad. Yeah. Um, okay. But, so, we we went on a trip last week, Brian. Yes. So, I I had ordered, I had asked you months ago, I said, would you be willing? I found, As soon as I heard that Motley Crue was going on a final tour, I was like, okay, I got to catch this. And so, months ago, I ordered tickets. You know, I asked you if you would go, and you said, yeah, sure. You, you'd never really listened to Motley Crue. You didn't know, you know, much about it. Um, but... Uh, now, myself, I've been a fan for, and I'm sure I've talked about it during a pick of the week or the climax or whatever, you know, on Sovereign Tech in the past, uh, just how, you know, really like Motley Crue, definitely one of my top bands uh, out there next to like Kiss. And so if they're on a final tour, I want to see that. Mm-hmm. Whether or not I think it's going to be their final tour, so far I think it's actually pretty true. Nikki Six is kind of a, He's a real stickler kind of on his word. So I believe it's going to be their final tour. Yeah. And I, mean, I, I this is the first time I've ever seen them. But <laughs> yeah, well, I'll say this. Like, if it isn't their final tour, they're not going to keep touring with Mick Mars, their guitarist, because this poor guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I saw him in 99 on their Lude Crude and Tattoo tour uh, when you know, and that was great because actually Tommy wasn't there. They had Sam Maloney. They had a woman on drums. She was. So wow. Good. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, but. Anyway, what was Tommy I, doing? He was doing his. He he kind of broke up from the band, and he was yeah. He was doing his own. He had uh, when was it? Was he making his sex tape? No. <laughs> when was that? Yeah, no. He had he had his own. He was doing solo. That was work. in the late nineties, right? Yeah, 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 or mid nineties. So, but he was doing Methods of Mayhem. He did Tommy Land. He did his uh, Never Dull Moment album, which I I really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so he was doing his own thing, but. Um, you know, I saw them then, and even then, I looked at Mick. I looked at Mick Mars, the lead guitarist, and he's like hunched over. He can barely, you know, like play. And I'm just yeah. like, oh my god! And that was ten. You know, that was that was almost fifteen years ago. Mm. And so I knew it had to be getting close to being done. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, anyway, um, you know, so I yes, I think this is their final tour. If it isn't, again, at least Mick's not going to be there anymore. So it's your last time you get to see the four original guys. I have a different reason than potential health problems that I think it's going to be their final tour, but we can save that for yeah, later. We'll get, we'll get into that. So uh, I wanted to see this again. Bought the tickets months ago. We were good to go. You you got you had like points for free nights at a, at a hotel. No, okay, I've got this Marriott credit card, yeah. okay? And every year it gives me a free night and they might as well because they're it's a fucking annual fee. These credit cards are such a fucking scam, okay? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, they give you points and it might be 3% cash back on whatever you buy. But the thing is, they're just getting the merchants to pay the 3%. Right. So you're not really getting any money. Like, you're just getting the fee that you wouldn't be paying if you paid with cash. And yeah. it's, 
oh, it's such a fucking scam. But yeah. anyway, I've got this card and uh, it gives me a free night every year. So I, th- I said, hey, Brian, let's stay overnight. Let's yeah. use my free night and we can stay in Syracuse. There's um, there's like a there's like this little alcove where there's all these hotels. Yeah, so it's right off the Marriott. in New York. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a courtyard Marriott in there. And, you know, I have to say, like, the reason why I have this is Marriott hotels are just nice. I really like oh, them I agree. as a hotel chain. And, yeah. you know, it's even probably... their even their residence in or courtyard, like those the brands that aren't as quite as fancy as like the Renaissance, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, they're still nice. Yeah. And they're they're good places to stay. Still, and, I like I like them. And we needed that because it's a five hour trip. Oh to yeah, get, more well, or less. We wouldn't to, have wanted to, to get, drive home after that. Yeah, to get to Syracuse. <laughs> Forget it. Right, and and definitely the concert ran from and Alice Cooper opened, and the concert yeah. ran from seven pretty much like seven twenty seven thirty to to like midnight. Yeah, I, I mean it, it. It was a good long concert, but I mean you have two major acts there. You have Alice Cooper opening and uh, or. Some would say co-playing, but since it's the final tour for Motley Crue, you know, I guess they get the bigger billing. Uh, you know, so, so he's got, a big name. Yeah, you got two big names playing. You know, it's going to go a good three, four hours. And it's uh, almost Halloween. That was the other thing. Yeah, which Alice <laughs> Cooper actually, we're right nearby the Turning Stone Casino. Mm-hmm. Okay, in we New stopped York. there on the way. Yeah, which we stopped there because they have a fantastic buffet uh, that we love to to eat at. And anyway, um, he regularly every other year does his Halloween show from the Turning Stone Casino. Mm. You know, this is the middle of West Bumfuck New York. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and he's always there doing doing his, you know, his big Halloween show, which is a big deal. Uh so I don't know if he actually did it this year or or not because we we went to this just a couple days before Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um but anyway, they would make sense that he would be in town for, you know, for that sort of of gig. Uh So Yeah, right on. So okay, so we and I'm, I'm a huge fan of, just real quick, I'm a huge fan of Alice Cooper, too. I, I regularly call him Uncle Alice. Uh, I mean, like, Constrictor is probably my favorite album by him and, and Trash, and, and anybody that, that knows about that kind of musical will know what I'm talking about. Uh, because really, musically, I, I haven't very much left the 80s. Uh, <laughs> There's nothing wrong with even that. Even though Brian. I was born in 81. You don't have the hair, but... No, I don't have the hair, but... It's all right. But I, I'm stuck grandfathered there. in. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I had to see this final tour, and I'm so glad that you came along with me for this. Yeah, me but, too. It, it was fun. Yeah, um, great drive. So, yeah, yeah, let's start out with the drive. So, sure. so we bumbled across Vermont. We took the scenic way. We could have, um, you know, like taken highways the whole time, but eh, that wasn't quite our style. So we decided we'd take a little bit longer trip, but more scenic. Sure. We drove through Vermont, um, like across Vermont. Right. not on a major highway just these little state routes and that that was great i mean we actually saw you know vermont is so interesting it's like i think the the governments in vermont like they have these really strict tight regulations about what kind of businesses can open mm-hmm. in these little shit towns and it's so ridiculous because they're little shit towns they need economic revival they don't need someone telling them you have to have a white building with green trim and a wooden sign in front and it has to look really homey and you have to have maple syrup and you have to have vermont <laughs> cheese and you have to have this kind of sign and th- that is not what they need they need some kind of a- a- economic boom 
Um, but somehow Vermont still exists. I'm, it's probably kind of poor as shit. But but you know, I was amazed because we were going through some of those shit towns, and this I was so pleased to see this. And uh, I mean, in in one way, in another way, I'm not happy to see it because this kind of spont- this kind of order <laughs> in our world doesn't come spontaneously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every house in this town had the metal roofs. You know, they're full on houses. Oh, that's full-on right. Businesses, and they had the that. metal sheet, the sheet metal roofs, which those things last forever. Yeah. Uh, and nobody wants to put them like years ago. I wanted to get it put on my house and everybody's like, no, those things look God awful. It's Don't. probably against the zoning in some places, too. Uh, yeah, maybe. But in any case, I wanted that so bad. Yeah. Because, Massachusetts would regulate the pitch of the roofs right. and like what kind of shingles well, you could put on. And Yeah. Well, I'm sure Vermont did, too, yeah. because every place had this in this one. And I'm town, like, that yeah. cannot be cheap. To do that on every goddamn building in the place. They weren't and nice houses either. They no, were like kind of old and yeah. run down, but they had these metal roofs. But I, I, it was so great to see that because everybody thinks about Vermont as being so scenic. And it's like, oh, good. So these don't look god awful anymore. These are legitimate. <laughs> and so, you know, next next time. Because you know, they're in Vermont. <laughs> yeah. If somehow I ever become, you know, of, of means or something, I, I'm, I can have a sheet metal roof. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you don't have to ask anyone's well. permission. <laughs> yeah, maybe the game sales <laughs> right. will do well, Brian. That would be great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we drove through Vermont. We get to New York, and uh, New York was pretty, pretty uneventful. I mean, I, I found myself wondering a lot. Like, we're driving through the New York, and there are all these names of places like. Nanatuck and Canastota and you know mm-hmm. like these Native American oh you know what is it Iroquois names Iroquois yeah yeah or Hadassani Hadassani yeah. that was what they were originally called right. and then the but, white people called them the Iroquois right yeah they're but they're okay with being called Iroquois yeah they so. accepted it yeah or so, you yeah, can sure. call them the Six Nations sure my name's fucking Bill but you can call me Bob if you want <laughs> white boy <laughs> anyway uh, so there are all these native names and. I just found it amazing how these Europeans, like, years ago, they came in, they took over this entire landmass. There's probably some French people from Canada, and they're British, and coming from the other side, and Mm -hmm. there's all these Europeans coming in, and just decimating the Native Americans, pushing them onto reservations, rounding them up, killing a lot of them, not being honest in their business dealings with them, just totally taking advantage of their kindness and uh, compassion and, you know, just just wiping them out. But for some reason, they decide they're going to keep their names for what the towns are called. (laughs) Why? It doesn't make any sense. Like, why not name it like Nottingham or New York or some shit like that? You know, why do they keep the name no it's weird because like yeah I, I don't know you know because you have like even the counties okay that like two counties that are right next to each other are oneida county which is an indian name mm-hmm. the oneidas yeah. uh and then right next to that is herkimer county which is named after a general <laughs> the general herkimer and so yeah it's it's weird how, you know how that all ended up working out so but and then but, they've got the italian names there's like venice oh, there's verona rome yeah uh, Vienna. I mean, th- yeah. there's there's plenty I just of said them. Vienna. Oh, sorry, I thought you said Venice and Venice, Vienna, Verona. Verona. 
Okay. Oh, maybe I didn't. I'm sorry, yeah. Brian. I'm really sorry if I screwed that up. No, no Only the recording will tell. Yeah. I don't know what was said. It's late. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I mean, an interesting, you know, side note is that, you know, the, the Six Nations, which is kind of, I guess, the, the official, official, official name mm-hmm. that, uh, that the Iroquois are using, uh, they're getting a lot of their land back. So it's just as well Good. the shit's still Good named, them. you know, I mean, they're, and they're an economic, you know, they're an economic boon. I mean, well, and, because they don't have to pay taxes, right? right? And we make it a point to actually they have they have their own industry, they have their own brand uh, or a, a franchise mm-hmm. that called Savon S O V or S A V O N. Yeah, it's uh, a gas station and a convenience store, right? And no tax, you know, at most of these. Yeah. And, so we left the U.S. without yeah. taking our passports. We yeah, we was, went onto this land. Yeah. We left the U.S. Yeah. We were surprisingly welcome there. No, well, it was crazy because I mean, at one of the one of the exits, like I mean, they're building this huge wall, you know, to keep the Americans from getting in, uh, because <laughs> I mean, those dirty Americans are going in there to steal the steal the jobs, you know. <laughs> Funny, anyway. Funny. No, but uh, but I, I love they're bringing too. tuberculosis and they're eating the dogs too. <laughs> yeah. I heard they they're yeah bringing in smallpox, leprosy. <laughs> So, but I love to frequent. Uh, I'm actually, I, at one point I was very good friends. I went to school, the guy that runs the Turning Stone Casino, which is kind of the centerpiece of, um, of the Six Nations, you know, economy, mm-hmm. more or less. Um, Ray Hallbritter, mm-hmm. I actually went to school with his sons, uh, Forrest and Aaron, and, um, you know, just a, a really great guy, really, really nice guy, and has donated quite a bit to a lot of relief efforts uh, around the world. So I have no problem with, uh, you know, if you want to know where does this money go? Well, a lot of times it goes to Katrina. It goes to, you know, all kinds of, you know, disasters. Like Hurricane Katrina? Yeah, that he, oh, wow. he had donated to. He was actually on Jay Leno uh, at one point. He donated some odd million dollars wow. uh, to, to that effort and he got to be on TV for all of like five seconds. Is that because so. <laughs> like the Native Americans are so prosperous they don't need like welfare I mean you think okay so like is this place actually a reservation or what is it? Is it just people living freely on some free land? The or? Six Nations? Yeah. Um, like yeah. what is it technically Yeah do they it's have a reservation the, like they have Okay do they yeah. have the Indian Health Service? Yes. Okay, that um, sucks. <laughs> right. Well, but not not so much because actually, depending on where you work, if you work within some of the the actual um, Iroquois run industries, they have really good healthcare uh, provided, you know, by big companies. Okay, but that's not through the Indian Health Service. No, though. Okay. but I mean, of but, course. Yeah, there's there's areas of the reservation where things aren't so grand. Yeah, and it falls, uh, you know, unfortunately. To, like in the Seneca area, mm. um, where again I, I'm I'm pretty intimately like knowledgeable about a lot of a lot yeah, of that area I'm, just because I grew up in it. I'm uh, really curious about it. It's fascinating to me because, like, you think about in the Southwest, the Native Americans in the Southwest, mm-hmm. they've just been destroyed. Like they're they're in these ghetto reservations. And sure. they're all just alcoholic and they, they've got diabetes and they're really obese and they just mm-hmm. they don't thrive on the stupid American diet. Well, obesity is still an issue even in in the Six Nations. Yeah, I mean, that that's that's a fact. Sure. I so, mean, part of it's genetics. And yeah, but know. I mean, part of the economic prosperity that they have comes from the fact that they are a cheat in the system in that, you know, you can go and get cigarettes for like a buck 50 cheaper mm-hmm. or however much uh, or you know and they can make their own cigarettes mm. or you know you can go gambling in the middle of an area that where gambling is generally outlawed 
Uh, and so, and before somebody complains about that, it's like, hello, you have Las Vegas that every American can go to that's part of America that somehow nobody bitches about at all. But boy, if, <laughs> if some, you know, if some Native Americans open up uh, a gamble, you know, a gambling establishment, oh, everything's going to go to shit. It's like, oh, okay, so you can only have it in Las Vegas. Got it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> which I mean, is ridiculous. It seems like they're doing pretty well with it, um, especially. Oh, com- it's a beautiful place. Yeah. Compared to these, the, some of the other reservations in the U.S. Sure. where they've just been like ghettoized and like turned into like really dependent, like they can't get off the reservations. Mm-hmm. You know, they they really, I, I didn't mean to make it sound before like it was their fault because no, basically not. these these people have been corralled by the U.S. government. Their land was taken from them. And then the government says, oh, well, we'll give you all this welfare. And it just ruins them. Yeah. Just, no, I mean, they got screwed straight up. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any history book that, that says differently. Horrible. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, admittedly, like the Iroquois situation is very, is kind of unique because it is the one reservation that's actually growing. Uh, huh. And that because they're getting more land back, they're winning in court. They're doing all this. You wow! Know. So they're suing people and getting land. Sure, and wow. I mean that, it's been a it's been some contention at times because there's people who, um, you know, who get. I mean, and and the Six Nations pay people very handsomely. Mm. Uh, you know, if to. to to give them at times to give them the land at times yeah uh but there's some people that just aren't okay with it you know they feel like they're being uprooted and whatever and i mean you know white people yeah white people Mm -hmm. and you know how's it feel well that's that's usually (laughs) my that's over the years that's been my answer it's like oh yeah how about it I, i mean i kind of I kind of feel like a jerk saying that because it, it wasn't those white people that took no, the right. land from the Native right. Americans and they're not like they're they're playing out this thing that's been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. So it's not those people's fault or it's not. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not interested in getting into like, you know, reparations and all this stuff because somebody's probably going to yeah. email me and, and, and say and talk about that. I, I'm sure they will. <laughs> that's not that's that's a that's a conversation for for another time. So yeah. but the bottom line is, is in general, the I bottom know, line is we went to their buffet. No, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, well, I was just going to say in general, you know, I, I appreciate uh, the business that these people provide and the and boy did did we enjoy their buffet every time we go through there it is fucking amazing well speaking of that like we you know when we go to casinos the only thing we really do is eat because we don't gamble we don't don't drink drink, no interest in other activities like that so yeah so we eat (laughs) so so we went to this buffet and they okay it's it's on this iroquois land we go in the buffet and they've got like on the salad bar, they have, quote, traditional Native American salads and all of them are made <laughs> of grains. OK, one is made out of corn and some vegetables. Yeah. The other has quinoa. Quinoa doesn't even fucking grow in North America. It doesn't grow <laughs> north of Peru. I mean, it's like. I, yeah, not not authentic cuisine. No, it was yeah. not. It was not traditional Native American by any stretch of the imagination. No, they if, have like couscous and quinoa yeah, and corn and. If that it was shit, traditional Iroquois, it would have all been smoked meats because they lived in longhouses and they were like the kings of smoking food. Yeah, you know, and, I imagine. And, so, and there was no smoked meat to be seen, but there no. was a venison stew, oh, that and was th- good. that was also labeled as traditional Native American fare. Mm-hmm. And that I could almost believe. Yeah, it was the like venison would have been right Tomatoes and venison. It yeah. was really good. Yeah, that was great. But but yeah, like people, these were pa- this is the paleo diet, people. Yeah, <laughs> this is not quinoa and couscous. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and, and the reason that a lot of uh, the reason that a lot of people are obese on Indian reservations is because they're eating grains. Yeah, <laughs> corn <laughs> ruined Native Americans' health and bodies. So, right. but Stephanie, they brought the corn to the pilgrims. They're like, here you go. Oh, that's such bullshit. Like the corn was probably the size of a baby corn. Yeah, back right. Because it wasn't <laughs> genetically modified. To- or they're probably like, look, okay, we have these leftovers. We usually don't eat this <laughs> shit. Okay, <laughs> but since you guys are hard up, <laughs> you know, you didn't bring enough supplies with you here. Have this, okay? I love that explanation. Don't say we never did anything for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's probably how it went down. So, yep, yeah, I like yeah, that. The idea that they ate wild rice and all that. In fact, I know for in, for a fact that uh, I, you know, I've talked to you know uh, natives that uh, that that laughed at that notion. It's like, yeah, you know, we might have eaten that if we were like starving yeah (laughs) why would you do that when you could get a deer and have delicious venison stew (laughs) yeah yeah so anyway uh but yeah that was the only thing i wanted to comment on about that yeah but a great buffet kind of has like tastes of the world and you walk around the buffet i mean this place this thing's huge and uh you know you can get different uh you know different flavors it's it's a genuinely it's a continental buffet it really is like you go continent to continent as to where often (laughs) you know the continental breakfast uh, you know isn't very continental at all yeah it's like a piece of bread (laughs) (laughs) some disgusting old stale cereal yeah so so we, we we got the buffet and we got the buffet yeah. we got our we got our protein and right and we got on the road and, and we were kind of running a little little tight we were a little worried mm-hmm. you know the time was was getting kind of we, tight yeah we didn't have time to check into the hotel before we right. went to the concert so we just went straight there with all our stuff in the car right um we found a parking garage we had to go all the way up to the top to um to get there and and then like we were we were driving into Syracuse and we were looking for a place to park and we saw the line going out the door of the venue we we got to the venue and the line was just already wrapped around the whole building yeah and at the front of the line there were security guards and they were patting people down like yeah. as though they were the TSA and i said oh yeah, shit yeah with the police lined up watching yeah the yeah, police were just sitting there watching that was really weird right. like they're making sure they did it okay or they patted right. them down thoroughly enough i don't know what they're doing there were also Christians. There were some Christians <laughs> protesting the concert, the devil music of Motley Crue and Alice Cooper. Yeah, they Cooper. had their big signs and they were, you know... The, the- I have to say, as as far as the Christian protests I've seen in my life, mm-hmm. this was a relatively nice one like this was yeah, not they, like fred phelps or Wep- westboro baptist church stuff right this no, was, no one had a megaphone or anything no it was just two christians and one guy had a big sign that said something about jesus loves you yeah and that was it you know and yeah. and there were people kind of spitting at him and yelling at him yeah <laughs> stuff like he, <laughs> he wasn't getting treated too nicely but i mean he's basically by being there he's basically saying your music is demonic repent Mm -hmm. you need to be saved there's something wrong he's saying there's something wrong with you people for being here and wanting to listen to this music so uh, yeah i can see how people would be upset by that well you know at the same time i mean it's it's in the new testament you know paul's very clear when he says to christians you will be persecuted for your faith uh, Does he say anything about Motley Crue? Doesn't say anything about Motley Crue. Does he say oh, wait, anything? There's ab- actually that. No, never mind. Does he uh, say anything about what type of music is appropriate to listen to and what type is not? No, but Ellen G. White did. But that's another story. Oh, she's so, the Adventist. Yeah, she was a prophet, quote unquote. 
but anyway, so... Well, she also ate a lot of uh, grains, didn't she? <laughs> Raisin bran. <laughs> that she did, because uh, Mr. Kellogg was an Adventist himself. So, anyway... Um, yeah, so yeah, that that wasn't that bad. But what was really bad were those were the pat downs. In fact, I lost a pen. I had, and in fact, you know, I, I want to bring this up because I, you know, I had to, I have one of these tactical pens. Mm-hmm. I have where the same pen. I'm glad I didn't bring it to this concert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, where it's it's made out of aircraft aluminum, and it's you know, if you needed to, you could break a window with it or something, or you know, maybe do some degree of damage or whatever with it. And it's always been like my recommendation. It, it's similar to what they call a Kabuto, uh, you know, uh, which is like these keys, you know, this keychain mm-hmm. thing that it's popular in Japan. Oh, a, a Kubaton. Kubaton. Yeah. I'm sorry, not Kabuto. Kubaton. Thank you. It, it <laughs> is like a combination of late. the tractor, Kubota yeah. tractor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the Kubota tractor. Kubaton. Yeah, and Kubaton. A... <laughs> so that, that's what this is supposed to, to kind of mimic. Not Not lethal, but anyway... And, you know, I, I have it in my pants pocket, not even really thinking about it whatsoever. And the guy, like, feels it in my pants pocket. I mean, this guy's giving me a full pat down, you Jeez. know. And he's he's kind of, like, rubbing it. It's like, oh, what's that? And it's like, is that a lighter? I was like, no, it's a pen. And I pull it out. And he's like, uh, you know, he kind of holds it. And then he gives it back to me. I'm about to go. And he's like, no, nah, I got to have the pen. So I don't know if he looked at the cop behind him. And the cop's like, no, 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 no. Wow. You know, I mean, and, and it's just a pen. And so, honestly, these these security or these um, these tactical pens aren't even going to get you into a concert, so they're fucking useless. Okay. Well, <laughs> you, you know what I, I mean. This may be incriminating myself, but um, I may or may not have taken that pen through the TSA right about a dozen times. That's I yeah. Never had a problem with yeah, it. Yeah, may, maybe I just it was just a bad luck. It was just a, a little bit of bad luck, but. Mm. Anyway, uh, I was disappointed in that because yeah, I'm a big fan of these pens. Pen. I, I bought you one. I mean, that's, I know. Yeah, that, I was just I was mad. I didn't know you lost your pen until after the concert. Yeah, he said I, I could take it back to the car, but I'm like, no, we're already running kind of late. Cooper's playing. I'm like, I'm just, just. I was like, it's a fucking pen. That's that's literally what I said to him, Aww. and I just tossed it in the trash. And uh, that's so sad. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that 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 was annoying. Yeah, but, that sucks. So yeah, but that it was kind of set the tone for the whole for the whole concert. It sure did. Yeah. yeah. So so we got in yeah, and, and my pat down was kind of similar. Like they separated people by sex. So they were like, ladies go in this line and bri- men go in this. So Brian and I had to separate. We we never like to be separated. We don't like to go in different lines. Yeah. Like, we no. want to be together all the time. <laughs> yeah. So we had to break up and that sucked. And then I'm waiting in line and the women in front of me are just like laughing having a great time just joking with the security guard as she's feeling him up and they're like one the woman in front of me said oh shouldn't we exchange numbers first and the security guard's like i know right and she's like patting her down and oh it was so gross and so making tyranny cute yeah exactly (laughs) it was just minimizing the whole the whole impact of the situation so so it gets to be my turn and i just stare at the woman poker face and she's like hi i'm gonna pat you down okay and <laughs> it was like talking to a kindergartner or something and yeah i just rolled my eyes and put my arms well, out and i'm sure someone's gonna say well look it was a private business they can they can do what they need to yeah, do yeah you know, well to, i didn't agree to that i mean they i didn't i didn't get told 
before I drove five hours to Syracuse right. and got excited for the concert, that that was part of the yeah, experience. You know, honestly, that should be, I think, I agree. I, I think that should be, in fact, I might do something about this because I think that should be a warning. You're going to get padded down, you know, before you come into this place. And uh, before, you know, and I've been to concerts, many concerts in the past, and they used to check to see if you had cameras or something on you. You know, that's yeah, all that they I were concerned that. about. Now you can't fuck it. You know, like like there's no they way can't that stop. There's you can't stop cameras. Photography. Because, yeah, nobody's going to leave their cell phones anywhere. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, you that, know, I've I've I haven't really been to many metal shows in my day, but I used to really like punk rock and I'd go to punk rock shows all the time. And this was um, pre 9-11 and then like the year, a couple of years after it. Mm-hmm. So this is maybe like 10 years ago. And it was never like that. Like I, I went to a bunch in Massachusetts and there were just, I never got patted down. Right. Never. Uh, we'd stand outside, you'd wait. The most that ever happened to me was a security guard once searched my purse and I had a protein bar in it. And she took the protein bar because you weren't supposed to bring food in or something like that. And then when I was on the way out, I said, can I have my protein bar back? And she goes, I ate it. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. God. I mean, just a bully. You know, yeah, it's yeah. basically just a bully. Yeah. But there were no cops. It was just private security. Right. And they weren't patting people down. Right. And the worst. And, and then, then you know, in, in those days, in the shows, there were mosh pits. There oh, was yeah. freedom of movement. You didn't have a fucking seat. You just walked in. You didn't. Yeah. You didn't have a seat. Yeah, that was the <laughs> Who's thing. Who's gonna sit down? <laughs> right at at this concert for Cooper and crew, there were chairs, which I agree that was like weird. We got escorted to our seats, so yeah. like we got in, we got past the security. Brian threw away his pen. Right. We put our earplugs in. Alice Cooper was p- playing already. We walk into the venue and. There were like three ushers along the way that mm-hmm. directed us to our seats. And we had seats. This There were chairs that were bolted to the floor, unable to be moved. It was like rows of chairs bolted down. Yeah. So you had a choice. You could either sit or you could stand. Right. You couldn't stand in the aisles because people would come around, security guards, ushers, yeah, cops yeah, move would, in, move would push in. you back into your seats if yeah. you tried to stand in the aisle. I mean, it was like... I kept, I just kept thinking of like, you know, some of these people who talk about like, oh, in Mexico, people just have this attitude of freedom and nobody follows the rules and shit like that. I, I was just picturing like, what if this, co- what if we were in Mexico and somebody tried to tell these people to like sit down in their seats, they'd be like, what the fuck in, in Spanish. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, but the Americans were just like doing it, like no questions asked. They're like, oh, sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to stand in the aisle. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it kind of, you know, it almost reminded me of um, like, and, and ironically, Motley Crue played at this, the the Moscow Music Peace Festival in 89. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where you see v- footage from that and there's like these, you know, just, <laughs> you, you know, there's these Soviet soldiers mm-hmm. like standing everywhere <laughs> and just like trying to keep like, you know, a semblance of order there and all that stuff. And obviously, you know, that. It's Soviet Russia. They'll shoot to kill. Uh, and, you know, in Soviet Russia, we don't. <laughs> anyway, Natalia would know a thing or two about that. Uh, but Natalia would keep you in line. <laughs> Absolutely. Sit in your seat. <laughs> or face the consequences. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it kind of reminded me of that. And it was, yeah, you know, I'll admit that was kind of depressing. Like, just all these security guys. And now I, I got to say, th- these shows, the performances... Alice Cooper was amazing. 
he did his whole, you know, feed my Frankenstein shtick and where he had like this, you know, huge Frankenstein suit come out yeah. afterwards. You know, he did. He got his head cut off. He did, you know, the, the whole business. He had a snake. Yeah. He came, out with, he came out with the boa. I mean, I mean, he, this poor or, snake. You know, it must have. It's poor ears. I hope it had little snaky earplugs for yeah, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Ouch. Yeah. It's going to be a deaf snake. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so I mean, and, and Motley Crue, I mean, fireworks everywhere, you know, flames shooting up constantly during yep. Shout at the Devil. Lights in the shape of a pentagram. Yeah. <laughs> Everything awesome. you could want. Women on stage, you know. We were right next to the light text, too. So I got to watch the guy, like, playing with the soundboard. Oh, it's and an the, art. The lights and oh so cool i yeah. i enjoyed that part of it yeah yeah so i mean but yeah the were, performances were amazing they were yeah great shows you know awesome shows they put on a great show but the audience the you know the the the, the vibe was just not metal yeah it was scared it was, it was so off it was fear it was uh conformity it was um yeah police state I yeah hate, i hate to say it but it was like the police state just was there and yeah. it put a big damper on the whole thing. Yeah. And there's plenty of drunk people around. There's plenty of people drinking and all this stuff, but somehow they were like kind of calm. Now, granted, Motley Crue does not necessarily oh, drinking watery beer. Sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> boy. Anyway, but not, not to say that like Alice Cooper or Motley Crue lend themselves very well to a mosh pit, but I've been to Motley Crue concerts and Cooper concerts before. And Hey, you know, if there's, at least some if, crowd if, surfing or well, something. When, when Kickstart My Heart cranks up, usually you can get a mosh pit going. Mm-hmm. Okay. People, you know, it's a really intense song. Uh, or even Shout at the Devil if they're doing the 97 version from Generation Swine. Something. People can start, you know, really moving. Mm-hmm. And and it just, it, it didn't happen. You know, it, it none, Well, how none could of, it? The chairs right? were immovable. <laughs> right. But, you know, I was there and, and not, obviously we, we don't drink. And I'm singing, you know as loud as i can my voice is hoarse after the fact you know and i'm fist pumping the whole thing and there's a security guy you know maybe six seven feet away from me and i think he was like watching me because no one else was singing to every song and and i he must have looked like i think he thought it was some kind of malcontent here i am getting into the music you know what i mean and it's hard to believe right yeah people can get into music without being fucking drunk um (laughs) (laughs) you know but i but like that was so that was so bad and to make it worse what was the, the biggest thing missing, especially from a Motley Crue show? That Zero tits. None. I didn't even see one tit. I saw no bras. None. I saw no panties. Yeah. I Nothing. Mean, th- throw some panties onto the stage. Throw a bra. Lift up the shirts. Get on. You know, I mean, this is a Motley Crue show, for fuck's sake. Every song is about sex. It's insulting to them. <laughs> it is insulting I to mean, them. I mean, the fact that first there's no mosh pit. Then there's yeah. then people aren't quite getting into it. Yeah, I mean, I used to put women on my you know on, on my shoulders, you know, hold them up and and tab them stand, and then they could lift up the, you know their their shirts or whatever. And not happening at all. Look, you know, I went, I saw Quiet Riot. Okay, now you might not know who they 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 did come on I Field the Noise. You know, they Quiet are. Riot. So so I saw are Quiet. You kidding? <laughs> <laughs> right on. So I saw Quiet Riot. Okay, this was uh, uh, 2001. All right, and. Even they in 2001 and Kevin DeBrow was, you know, he was, uh, for lack of a better word, impoverished. All right. Really? Uh-huh. He was in rough shape. You know, he was claiming poverty on MTV. I mean, it was big news, you know, and then, of course, now he's dead now. Uh, but, oh, you know, geez. he even said he's like, yeah, you know, should, you know, 
something that used to happen back in the 80s with us is, you know, women would show us their tits. And man, a bunch of women show them their tits to quiet or, you know, to quiet riot. And like they are, you know, believe me, Alive and Well was a badass album that came out in 99. Okay. But, you know, this is a this is a band that that by any measure was long over in the popular yeah. mindset they they should not have been getting tits shown at them yeah. or, I, or correction i think they should have but by most people's standards they shouldn't and so for motley Crue <laughs> to have no tits shown to them yeah it's insulting you're right one. you're absolutely right not even not even like 40 year old tits no not even 60 no. year old tits there were no no tits not even one yeah and and i think people were scared I think they were scared. Absolutely. That if, that Would if they you want to show someone your tits with a cop right there? They'd probably arrest you. Sure. For- and the police were in the building. That's ridiculous. They were right there. They got a free show. Yeah. It's like who invited you? God damn it! <laughs> get get out of here. I, I I couldn't I couldn't believe it that that there was there was no tits whatsoever. Nope. You know I uh, I wonder what would have happened if somebody had done it. You know, if someone had started it, would other women have I think so. followed suit? Honestly, I think so. I think they would have gotten taken out. I think yeah. security would have went up and grabbed them and taken them out. Yeah. There were a lot of kids there, but I mean, there were kids there in 99 when I saw them. Oh, Christ. And fuck, I mean... Seriously? Like, if you're taking your kids to a Motley Crue show... Yeah, I mean, what do you expect? Yeah. You know, they're they're going to do a song called She Goes Down. Yeah. <laughs> there's strippers what? on the stage. I mean, come on. What? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I have to say, it was the lamest concert I've ever been to in terms of the behavior of the audience and the police state and the venue. Like, the lamest, by far. Yeah. The the music was great, the performers were great, but I felt bad for them. Yeah. And- I felt like they were not going to get the enjoyment that they would have gotten in the 90s. No, they, they like to interact. Yeah. And I think, you know... That's I, what you do as, a, as right. a performer. We are performers. Right. We want people to show us their tits. No, Well, <laughs> not speaking for you, Brian, but... No, like, I don't if, mind. Please. If I were, I'm having a little empathy here. If I were Motley Crue, I would want people to show me their tits. If you and were I would Stephanie want pe- Murphy, you'd want people to show them your tits. It depends on who they are. <laughs> Please... You don't have to show me your tits. Yeah. Unless, well, well... If you want to, go for it. I'm anyway. on the fence, but, you know, I do crave interaction. So you, you know? can see all the tits. You're on the fence. <laughs> I like I like it when people don't just passively listen, but they do stuff. You know, they share, they email, or whatever. Yeah. Well, they do the, something, right? Yeah, Vince came out... Vince Neal, the lead singer from Molly Crew, he came out and he said that... You know, his voice, he was just coming off, he was kind of losing his voice for mm-hmm. something. Then they were just coming off of a break uh, during the tour. And, uh, you know, so he wanted people to kind of sing along. And he was being pretty, like, nice, I think, because I didn't really hear the crowd singing. I mean, I was Nobody singing, you was know, singing. my lungs out, you yep. know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, because I know pretty much every Motley Crue song word for word. And... But no, no one else there really, really seemed to have it. And I don't want to hear that. Oh, well, that's what you get. It's, it's the Empire State. It's New York. You know, the police state central. No, I grew up there. Yeah. People know how to throw a concert. Holy fuck. When Def Leppard played, you know, three years in a row at the, at the at the state fair. I mean, they got the best show you could ever have. New York knows how to have a good time. That's nuts. To yeah. say that it's because it's New York. that That's not it at all. Uh, I mean, but certainly, is it the United States now, today? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's In a way, it's really true that everything changed after 9-11. Yeah. I mean, yeah. because it was a totally different atmosphere than I was expecting. Yeah. 
So you know, the one thing I thought was really cool mm-hmm. that I want to talk about was um, Nikki Six got up on the stage oh, during yes. the yeah he he actually did a monologue. Um, he gave a st- he gave a story about yeah he had everybody sit down. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I got to use those chairs for something. <laughs> yeah. I suppose. Yeah, he told everyone to sit down, and he was going to do a little story time, and he basically told a story about. Um, it, it it was very uh, satanic, if I can use that word, <laughs> in the sense of um, anti, yeah, um, in the sense of anti self sacrifice, the kind of satanism that's like doing stuff for yourself, mm-hmm. and uh, which is actually, you know, I I wouldn't call myself a satanist, but. I definitely believe in doing stuff for yourself and taking care of yourself before anything else, right? Yeah. You're nobody's going to do it for you if you don't do it. So, yeah, he was basically talking about the story of how he he was playing in some other band before Motley Crue, and he didn't have any money and he wasn't sure what he was doing, but he had a dream basically, and he found these other guys and he formed Motley Crue and he quit the other band that he was in. He, he said, "Guys, I don't know why, but I quit and I'm going to do something else." And so you know he told this kind of inspirational story of um how all these people are telling him oh you'll never make it it's a cliche and and he did and fuck those people and he said don't listen to anyone who tells you not to f- not to make your own decisions and not to follow what you think is right to do yeah and it there was a big he was really emphasizing like oh he said at the beginning of it people say everything happens for a reason well i don't believe that Fuck that! Yeah. I think pe- things happen because you decide. Yeah, because to make you made a happen. decision. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. That was amazing. Yeah, that and that was cool to hear from in a world where so many celebrities are like this woo-woo spirituality. And right. Like, oh, it's fate, and you know, God did it. Jesus yeah. gives me everything, and you know, yeah, he was actually the- saying, "No, I did this by hard work and by making choices. Yep. conscious choices the, <laughs> that I did for a reason." And um, it's it's okay to listen to your conscience and your your gut and your instinct um, and make your own choices and damn what other people think about yeah, your and choices. Yeah, take the risk. Yeah, it was really awesome when he said, "No, it happens because you made a decision." Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was really inspirational. I agree. I, and actually, that's something I hadn't really experienced in a concert because I mean, it, he was there for a good while. Yeah, you know, like you know, doing this, telling the story, and 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 doing the talk, and I I just thought it was fantastic. It uh, was. You said he he's been through therapy, right? Oh, Nikki Six, yeah, he's he's done a lot of. Um, in fact, the song "Primal Scream" that they did on their greatest hits, uh, "Decade of Decadence" in '91, um, is all about you know him really doing a lot of yeah a lot of therapy mm. and realizing you know just how he has a couple other songs that never really got released, but you can get them on like demo tapes that are about like his father was such an asshole mm. you know and uh and beat him and you know just did oh, very terrible things a lot of things that the liberty movement really you know resonates with you know that that some parents can really be you know very brutal and that can be as oppressive as a state you know mm. uh and so yeah he's done a lot of therapy um really he he died I mean, he was declared dead. Mm-hmm. You know, Nikki Six like is quite a story. Stopped. Yeah, his heart stopped. That's what the song "Kickstart My Heart's all about. Uh, and so, you know, and they went clean after that. Like, he stopped the drinking drugs, you know, the whole business. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, he's mainlining Jack Daniels. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I can't even imagine yeah. how much pain you're in to get to that point. Yeah, so, I mean, so he's a, he's a genuine, you know, success story, uh, you know, for, for, for what they are. Um, and he still has his own band. He does 6 a.m. They just had an album come out that was really good. 
Uh, but yeah, but anyway. that was a cool aspect of the concert. That was I, again another thing that made it a really good show. Yeah, the perform again just the performance the was phenomenal. People didn't react. To yeah, it. <laughs> it was just the atmosphere was wrong. Yeah, it was so wrong. It was not metal, and I mean they even performed, it was not metal. Yeah, <laughs> that's they, right. They performed Anarchy in the UK. Yeah, they did. You know, which the Sex Pistols. Yeah, yeah, right. Which they they uh, released that originally also on Decade of Decadence, which I just mentioned, mm. and uh, I, I mean. You know what part of the message is getting missed? Yeah, <laughs> I guess it just proves that you can say anything you want. Like the right. one thing we have left in America is to complain and to say whatever we want. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Yeah, yeah. It was, but I mean, awesome performances. You enjoyed Motley and, and Alice. You, you, I yeah, I loved it. I loved the performances. I really did enjoy it. I took yeah. a lot of pictures, which I usually don't take pictures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I loved being uh, so. At the end, oh, the very yeah. last song, Motley Crue. Uh, they said they all right, we're done. See you later, and they yeah. left the stage. But next to us, like next to where we were sitting, the whole time there was a platform with a drum set that yeah, was like covered up, sort of barely co- covered up, right. and you. We looked at it and we're like, oh, something's going to happen there. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. going to come out on that platform at some point so they did for their last song they played home sweet home yep um and they got on this platform and it like almost it kind of like jacked up to the ceiling and elevated and then came back down and um that was really cool because we were like right next to it we were three feet away from them (laughs) yeah i mean this is something tommy has talked about like during the uh, dr feelgood tour they they wanted like um, audience participation. Of course, this is in '89, and so they had actually they had Tommy like his drum set raise and then go out over the crowd. So he was literally over the crowd, and wow. like he could like bungee down uh, and hang out with them. I think that might have been during the Swine tour, but anyway, um, yeah, they're they're big on the fact that they don't want there to be a bad seat in the house. Now we were on the floor, you know, we it wasn't a bad seat at all. We had very clear vision mm-hmm. of what was going on, but we were kind of back. But I mean, we ended up for the last song, the last performance, you know, that that as it stands, we'll, we'll ever see of Motley Crue. We were literally six feet from him. Yeah. You know, I mean, best seat in the house. Mm. It, it was awesome. Uh, and that, that was so cool. And, and I, I posted some of the pictures, some of the great pictures you took uh, on Twitter. Uh, so people can find those there if they if they want to want to see some of that. So I mean, it, it it was good, you know. Ending off with "Home Sweet Home" was good. There's a lot of songs I would have loved for them to have done. Uh, they did do some songs off of Saints of Los Angeles, which was their last full album. That was really great. Uh, they did "Motherfucker of the Year." I love that song. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, it, the the whole concert was just. You, you know the the performance was fantastic these guys i really wish they'd keep on going because they still have it uh i mean somehow kiss is still going and they're yeah. six they're literally six i mean jeans i think he's 66 or maybe he's 64 wow. alice but, was 66 yeah you know oh he's got to be getting up there I yeah mean, he's i been, mean he's still doing an awesome show god yeah motley Crue. i mean they were born the same year i was born <laughs> They've well, been doing it since I was they, a baby. Yeah, they've been performing <laughs> since then. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... Oh, so they've been doing it even longer, but yeah, yeah they've been performing since Yeah, they've I been performing since 81, so... Wow. Uh, oh, so that's three years before I was born, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Year I was born, but anyway... Yeah, they've been doing it since you were a baby. Yeah, yeah, boy, and it's all still so good. So, anyway... Yeah, so, so cool show, but yeah, yeah. That's, why I, that's why I was saying before that I think it'll be their last tour, because I think they're just not... When you look at videos of their live shows from the 90s or the 80s or whatever, mm. 
it's just so much more interactive and people are so much more grateful to see them and they're just so they're just going nuts whereas now it's like people are like oh better not stand in the aisle yeah you know it's really it's telling i mean when even the, when the music itself is so rebellious mm-hmm. and yet the people are so just ironic. calm as hindu cows yeah uh even drunk yeah it's uh god that's disheartening yeah you know and it's just like yeah fuck it you know, it's like, and, and and it really, for me, it just bolsters my opinion that, yeah, you know, this anarchy thing, not for everybody, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, clearly there's people not getting it. Uh, I wouldn't. Okay. I mean, I think we got to get it clear. Like we were not interested in destroying any property or no. just doing anything violent or anything yeah. like that, but like just expressing a little more heart, a little more, yeah, I mean, a little more the music, excitement, go, yeah. you know, and, and just, I mean, here's your chance. Turn loose. I mean, it's like Halloween where you get to dress yeah, up how stop you want with to... this Puritanism yeah. shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. Let's it... express ourselves a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, you know, are you really listening to the lyrics? Like and... A rock concert is like the one safe area in society where it's okay to let loose a little bit. Right. And express yourself. And people weren't even feeling safe doing it there yeah so where can they express themselves yeah i don't know and where does that come out you know it's like if you (laughs) like you know they say if you use antiperspirant like the sweat's going to come out somewhere else on your body (laughs) like like where does it come out in their lives you know where if they can't let loose at a motley crew concert like they must be doing like some kind of bdsm like you know yeah, right. weird shit like yeah <laughs> in the privacy of closed doors you know uh, I, don't, I don't know yeah so yeah. anyway uh we you know show is over we uh, we go to the hotel we go to the hotel and uh yeah we checked in kind of late but yeah. we had a we had a fun evening well, that's I'll, private i'll say <laughs> <laughs> Where do you let it out? <laughs> let me tell you where. Well, anyway. we were talking about it, and we were like, you said, what did you think of it? And I said, well, it was great, except for the police state. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, then we had a little talk about it. But, but yeah, we, we had a good time. Uh, and then fast forward to the next morning. Yeah. <laughs> and we took off, and we actually went through um, Northampton, Massachusetts, which is one of my favorite places. It's near where I went to college at UMass Amherst. Ah, yes. And... Um, I have a favorite place in Northampton, which is a spa. It's actually um, like these Japanese style hot tubs that you can go in. And some of them are on the roof of the place. They're like outside. So you go outside in the cool air and there's like this little walled off room and it's got a shower and a hot tub. And you know what? Before we keep going on with that, because I'm sure people have amazing visuals running through their head (laughs) of you. Uh, You too. (laughs) We stopped at Denny's. For breakfast. Oh yeah, that's right. And how could I forget? You that? know what? After such a rebellious show, <laughs> I had some pumpkin spice pancakes at Denny's. <laughs> Hot damn, were those good? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I was. Oh, they were huge. I got the lumberjack slam, and and yeah, I was just like, yeah, load it up, baby. <laughs> it was. That so, was your, your cheat meal. <laughs> oh, it was so good. You know, you got to go eighty twenty. Or maybe, maybe, maybe sixty forty. <laughs> I just, 
Oh, God, that was good. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I'm so glad you enjoyed yeah. it. Right, well, so, you know, I have to say, I was yeah. pleasantly surprised by Denny's because I wasn't expecting much. I just wanted an omelet. And I got, um, I actually got a really good omelet. It was like filled with vegetables. It was big, you know, lots of eggs. Yeah. Um, and I got like fruit with it. And it, yeah, was, it was nice. It was really good and it was good value. And I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, held, held us over till we got to the hot tubs. Totally. So, totally. yeah. So, so we're in these walled. You know, uh, the, these walled, uh, you know, nice wooden walled, uh, very much picture a Japanese atmosphere. Yeah. Oh, and God. I just want one of these so bad mm-hmm. in at home. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I can't put it in here, but um, maybe someday I'll be able to do that. Yeah, and they're not expensive to visit. Like, I mean, they may no, be expensive the, to operate at home, but yeah, it's no, certainly not, not an expensive uh, trip to make. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it was on the way. Unless you consider the time it takes to drive there, that's really the most expensive yeah. part because yeah. it's a couple hours away. I wish this particular place, it's called East Heaven um, in Northampton. It's right by Smith College. And I really Lesbian wish... Lesbian capital of the world. Oh, for sure. They have a women's tub <laughs> night like on Tuesday or something. <laughs> you can go with a big group of, uh, of women friends. Go for it, ladies. Uh, I'm going to go to that someday. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I wish they would franchise to the Dartmouth area. Because that's where we are now, oh, and yeah. it would be so great to drive ten minutes to one of these. And I think they would actually do really well here with business oh, they, because they it's a amazing. similar kind of, it's a similar kind of area. And any business that opens around Dartmouth, I have to think, especially something with so much culture, something uh, with class. Like yeah, this. With it's a, lot a very of class. classy place. Yeah, it would would do very well, yeah. uh, especially at those prices. Amazing. So, so yeah, so we enjoyed that a lot. And then we went to, there's a chocolate shop in Northampton yeah. called the Chocolate Emporium, and they've got sugar-free chocolates. So we got some of those. Oh, God. <laughs> I got this, t- t- was toffee? Coffee? What the hell was that? Uh, ex- espresso, Espresso, right? not yeah. toffee. Jesus. Yeah, espresso. Where'd you get the toffee? Uh, it I, sounds like coffee, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it's it just, just picture a little, little chocolate thing not a you know i don't know a ball <laughs> a little, of chocolatey candy. goodness and, it's like a little and chocolate you bite bomb. into it and your mouth literally explodes it's like somebody snowballed you you know <laughs> oh god <laughs> with with, oh. with with coffee you know with espresso <laughs> and i was just like oh my god i mean it, well for that to happen coffee would have to come out of your dick yeah so right that's well, not exactly an boy i anyway leave that for some, no. Some kind of hentai. Coffee does not come out of your dick, okay? <laughs> I know you think you're superpowers, I, I had, but... All right, hold on. I had, I, had, I had a girlfriend who said she thought it would be so hot, and of course, she, she was Jewish. She thought it would be oh, so hot if, if out of one nipple, milk came out, and out of the other nipple, honey came out. So oh, I don't know if that, and the, and the reason I bring up the Jewish <laughs> thing is I don't know if she had like some kind of like weird like trauma over the land of milk and honey or what. She's but going to take you <laughs> to the land of milk and honey. So anyway, uh, but yeah, it would but, be kind of cool. That'd be, it'd be interesting. <laughs> I, I have know. to give that to her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> people used to be creative before the internet told you what to, th- before Facebook and, and Twitter told you what to think. People used to come up with their own ideas. Boy, isn't that the truth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but this, yeah, this espresso chocolate candy was just like, my eyes went wide and I was just like, oh my God, I don't know what just happened. <laughs> but I only got one of them. So I didn't get to try anymore. I made you put it in a separate bag, in yeah, fact, yeah, because I was afraid it would taint the rest of the candy. Yeah, taint. <laughs> yeah. I got some good, I got some mint, like mint truffle 
type things. And uh-huh. um, of course, people may not know this about sugar-free chocolates, but they make you fart in about <laughs> 12 hours <laughs> afterwards. So it's like you got to kind of enjoy them in moderation. Like you just can't eat too many yeah. at the same time. So Otherwise you become Jack the Ripper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ripping ass. <Yeah. laughs> so basically I, I got a sampling and I didn't eat all of them at once. So I was like just tasting them over the next couple of days. <laughs> gradually, yeah. very gradually. But uh, yeah, that was good. And then we went to like a organic Chinese restaurant like it was a chinese restaurant but they had like locally sourced food like all their food was fresh they had like yeah and it was like outside of town it was outside of town which was was by a laundromat the beaten path yeah yeah um good chinese places are nearby laundromats that's not i could see that yeah yeah but um but yeah like that place i found it on yelp of all places and uh, it got good reviews on Yelp, so I figured we'd give it a try. And uh, I told you that I was going to blame Yelp if it was bad, because we all know the problems with Yelp if we listen to Sovereign Tech. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no, it's true. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally, I, I checked Ethereum, and uh, and they said, uh, oh God, you know, I checked the blockchain, and uh, th- this place was really on the up and up. So if uh, you know that blockchain marriage. Daryl said it didn't get recorded. Yeah, as I understand <laughs> it, it, it didn't. I don't, God, I don't know. Yeah, because we were at Keenvention that got brought up. Of yeah. course, that special got released earlier this week uh, that people can listen to where it has both your Bitcoin panel and my tech panel. That's right. Uh, and and that's uh, that's really enjoyable to listen to. Um, so, yeah, but this place is good. The food, the food was pretty good there. Yep, the Great Wall in uh, yeah. Northampton. Yeah, fantastic. Um, though I thought the... The servers were like it was weird because they were actually All American. Poor kids, yeah, yeah they were like, college kids. They didn't have a clue what they were doing, they, and they no, just couldn't handle it. Yeah, <laughs> there were, like, there please, were too many people in there. Yeah, please understand, you know, like that. I'm not insulting them, listeners. Please understand, I'm not insulting these people. But like, it literally looked like they just started. Like they were very confused. As <laughs> they to were what trying was to kind of coordinate with each other. Yeah, yeah it was, it was very them. strange to watch. Yeah, uh, but anyway, the food was great. That that's that's the bottom line. Yep. Yeah, I I got this stuffed tofu. Like I don't know how they did this. And please, tofu, I don't think it's good for you. I know it's ba- I know the dangers of soy and all yada yada. I like it. Okay. <laughs> I love the taste <laughs> of tofu. I don't really know why I like it either. It's supposed to be one of these It's supposed to be like a health food that people choke down because they think it's good for them. Right. My view on it is totally the opposite. I love the taste of it and I think it's bad for you. <laughs> I eat it cuz I like it. Uh so I got stuffed tofu. It was tofu that had like a ball of chicken and shrimp in the middle of the tofu. I don't know how they got it in there. And it was like integrated with the tofu, so they must have like placed it in the middle of the tofu and then somehow solidified it i don't know how they did it but it was really good yeah i had one of them it was really amazing yeah and it had like chinese spices and it had um like um baby chinese cabbage that was all fresh from like a local farm you could tell when it's fresh you know because it just tastes way crunchier and way different and like more alive you know (laughs) yeah yeah so that was great uh, that's an experience we don't really get up here because I don't know any like locally sourced restaurants or anything like yeah, that, not, especially not like, Chinese places. Not like that, yeah. We've got like Men at Walk and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peking Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. So, the Orient. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the three we have to choose from. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we ended up coming back to, you know, New Hampshire after that. Yes. And uh, then we had like a day at home and then we um, went 
to Keenvention. Yeah, yeah, and that was great. We got to stay in uh, in an RV. Um, that was so at Mark's cool. Place. So that yeah, was... we stayed at the Hotel Edgington. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, which was very kind of him because I mean we were going to have to get a hotel play because you had mm-hmm. you had two other panels that you were on, not that you were heading. I yeah, I was on, on Saturday. Three panels, right. two so, on Saturday, one on Sunday. Yeah, we would have had to like drive back and forth to Keene, which oh, is, would have been such a fucking yeah, pain in the ass. I'm right. so glad he let us. Yeah, stay there. or we would have had to pay for you know a hotel room, which yeah. that, and I didn't have points for best western exactly so. so mark was very gracious and and gave us um uh you know to to use this rv and that was great it was very comfortable it was very warm oh, it was very it was, nice it was like camping yeah it was had, so cool yeah, he had wi-fi you know transmitting out and the, yeah. you know the whole thing is i was thinking like i could live in this place like yeah. good thing he kicked us out on, <laughs> my, on sunday night because i was thinking like wow this is really comfortable yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, but it had everything. It had a shower, sink, bed. You know, yeah, it was almost warm, makes you wonder. Refrigerator. You know, I mean, how, how many people do you think could could live or could coexist comfortably inside that? And uh, no more than two. Really? Two would be pushing it. I would say one is ideal for three? that. Three? No way. Couldn't do three. No fucking way. All right, we need a bigger one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, that was that was like the highlight of the weekend was staying in this little thing. Like yeah. it was that was awesome. Yeah. I even did yoga in it the mornings. Like right. I, I I did yoga before we went to Keenvention. So yeah, like we we um the night we got there, we were just kind of having a chill night. We got there kind of early, so we watched a movie. We watched um, Larry David's movie. Oh called yeah, Clear History. Clear History. Yeah, that was pretty funny. It was it was funny. Yeah, like I really am a big fan of Larry David, and I hadn't seen this movie before. It's about like. He's like an ad exec for this car company, and the the guy who runs the car, car company, who's his, his business partner, mm-hmm. wants to name it after his son, who he named after Howard Rourke in The Fountainhead. Which is ironic, because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there, because some other guy says, oh, he's the biggest asshole in literature, and <laughs> he's not an asshole, he's the virtue of selfishness, okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so... Yeah, so they have a disagreement over the name of the car because he wants to name the car the ha- the Howard, the business right. partner does. Larry David quits and he gives up his equity in the company and then the company becomes like a billion dollar company and he loses like a billion dollars or, yeah. or a million dollars. Yeah, this dollars. car becomes like as popular as the Toyota Prius. Yeah, and it's yeah. basically, I think it's basically making fun of the yeah, Prius. Yeah, I, I think it it's is. It's an electric car and yeah. everyone's like, oh, I got a Howard. And <laughs> <laughs> so he becomes this like laughing stock of town and everyone's like, oh my God, is that the guy who get, who lost a million dollars who gave up his equity in the Howard? And um, so then he, he, he get like, he becomes a totally different person. He like right. starts a new life. He moves to Martha's vineyard and he starts a new life. And then the guy who was his business partner moves to Martha's vineyard yeah. and he's building this big mansion, this big mansion <laughs> on Martha's vineyard. And Larry David's kind of friends with all the locals and he plots to like blow up the guy's house and yeah. he tries to fuck his wife. Like Howard Rourke blew up, um... <laughs> Because he sees the fountainhead. Yes. Yeah. Because he sees the movie with Gary Cooper. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, we won't spoil the ending on that. Yeah. But it it was a funny movie. It was good. I enjoyed that. It was pretty good. So, but. So, uh, yeah. Then then Keenvention starts. And it was, uh, it was, it was interesting. You know, so Ian's, this is the second year Ian's done Keenvention. It was about the same size as, as, it was last year this year yep same venue and ian said he thought all the manch people were gone manchester new hampshire people. i didn't really see a whole lot of them 
there weren't except for on the the ones that were on panels yeah, basically. Like Rob Mathias was there and some others. Yeah. Yeah, um Objectivist Girl was there. Yep. And Carlos and Brett were there. Yep, Brett but, was there. Uh, yeah, but that I mean Ian seemed to think that people were not there because they were doing political campaigning, which if that's the case, I, I feel bad for them. Yeah, that that sucks. <laughs> they missed a weekend of fun because they were doing political campaigns. Yeah, it's like, come on, if anything, you know, show up for an hour and do some highlighting of like, you know, give some, uh, you know, real time accounts of what exactly is going on with their political gains, you know, or whatever. I, I mean, something I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> I don't either. But I'm just saying like, well, supposedly free staters swept the New Hampshire legislature. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I you know, really, okay. I, I, I don't really see any freedoms that I've gotten from free staters being in the well, New Hampshire legislature. People are going to list some stuff off, whatever. The point I want to bring up. Well, even quick. the stuff that they list off, it's nothing. It's They, they say, well, we've held back this, the not having a seatbelt law. I don't really care about that. I yeah, well, I, I like that law. but I, I, I like it, but it doesn't, I don't feel like it has a huge uh, impact like on law. my daily life. I like the life. fact that it isn't a law. <laughs> yeah. Right. Same here. I like yeah. the fact that it isn't a law, but I don't feel like it impacts my daily life that much. Right. Also, uh, they, they say that they repealed some kind of knife ban. I don't carry a knife. Mm. Uh, it doesn't make much of a difference to me. Yeah. Uh, what, what else? The budget cuts. That doesn't have their freedoms. Of course they do. But yeah, and then they say there was budget cuts or something like that, and yeah, whatever. It's the fact is, is that if you are going to be a politician, okay, you are supposed to be, especially if you're a representative or a senator, you are supposed to be representing the people. And what people here exactly are on a pro liberty, uh, you know, tirade? If they were wouldn't none of this be a problem <laughs> you know you know what i mean like it doesn't and and also like i i just I so you whole, think the politicians the the so-called liberty politicians are not representing the statist constituents yeah they're not representing their constituents <laughs> that's funny yeah that's kind of turning around because usually the liberty people claim they're not represented by the statist uh, well, right that's the thing that's the whole that's the and that's more of the problem mm -hmm. is that they're always arguing saying Look, the problem with government is that there's people out there that think that they don't that they know what's best for you. Well, isn't that exactly what you're doing when you become a politician? <laughs> you're telling those people. And look, the liberty people are right. Yes, they have their, you know, the moral high ground or whatever. There's no question about that. But your attitude's no different than the status when you are saying you know better. You know oh, what I mean? You're and you're such a going, great troll, Brian. Yeah, and you are going to use the force of government to prove that point that you know better you know and yeah. and i i have to agree the attitude is the same yeah yeah so anyway w whatever it's state i like i like what wes says about this it's statist flypaper it catches them <laughs> it sticks them and it gets them into the system and now they're stuck to the status yeah. flypaper all it's going to take for me is one time for one of these liberty politicians to say look brian you got to hold off you got you got it you just got to wait these things take time and and I'll just be like, forget it. This is all worthless. You know, you know what I mean? Like, that, that, I feel that's, sad for them. Yeah, I, that's like, just totally buying into this bullshit. You know that, like that the system works. That's really them admitting that, that the, system the government works. can roll back the government. Yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. And, and it's like, stop it. You know, tell that to somebody a little bit older than you that just came off the turnip truck. Okay, I mean, <laughs> it, it's so crazy. The, 
But anyway. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say that, I don't want to use that kind of argument because it sounds like, well, I'm older, I know better than you or whatever. But uh, like, I just feel bad for them because I know that they're going to be wasting their time. They're going to be dealing with a lot of frustration and statism and they're at the end of the day probably not going to make much of a difference in most people's lives who care about freedom the real difference you can make in your life if you do care about freedom is to focus on the things you can control like we were talking about at the beginning of the show yeah but um the political system doesn't focus on any of those things (laughs) they're all just you know these abstract um things about parking tickets and knives and Anyway, where the taxes get spent. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just kind of pointless. And I feel sad because like some of these people I've known for many years and they're still doing politics, whereas I kind of did it for one season. Then I was like, yeah, I need to think about this and reevaluate and and then came out to the conclusion that it's not working and it doesn't it can't work because you fundamentally the system is broken. Yeah. It's a rotten system to the core. I want nothing to do with it. You can't make any um, meaningful change through it because the means are not compatible with the ends. Sure. Using the violence of government to get peace is not going to work. So. Yeah. Or even just using the antiquated system as is to create to affect change. It doesn't work. <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and that's really what they're shooting for. Yeah, it is a really antiquated system. That's true. Yeah, uh, and so, I mean... But, and, Brian, and, they're going to take Bitcoin for their campaign well, donations. Yeah, right, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's just... it. God, the, the whole argument just drives me nuts because, I mean, the, you know, they're, they're saying, well, look, I, you know, I need to represent myself, so I'm going to run as a politician. It's like, no, you don't understand. That's not what that job is about. The job of the politician is to represent the people. Your vote is supposed to represent your desires, mm-hmm. not you, the politician, they, I mean, I, I think it's fucked up. <laughs> you know, I think it's really fucked up. And and to say, and then, and then what's the other beauty? Oh, well, I'm running on an educational platform. Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that, that's a beauty. All you have to do is stick to the status of paper. Yeah. Oh, I won't get stuck. Yeah. <laughs> that, that That's a wonder. Now, I'll grant you, it's really inexpensive to run an educational platform in New Hampshire. Okay, but people use this argument for all kinds of politicians. Rand Paul, Ron Paul, take your, you know, Gary Johnson, take your pick. You know, the amount of money, literally the hundreds of thousands or the millions of dollars that these people get from PACs and whatever mm-hmm. to do this educational platform. Yeah. You could go buy a city. You, you could, could go buy your own goddamn city. There's that one in South Carolina, right? Or oh, there's, they're all in all kinds all of states. The there's ones in California. There's ones in South Dakota. There's ones in all over the place where they cost literally as much as some houses. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could buy the entire city and go and do your thing, man. <laughs> Fuck your educational platform. Yeah, when you put it that way, you, yeah, you really have it, a point. It's, it's totally nuts. true. This, this, oh, it's nuts. I, I Maybe I'll cut this part out and no, put it somewhere else. No, don't. Leave it in. It's no, good. No, no, I'm going to leave it in. I'm just saying, like, this, I think this message needs to get out. You're raising uh, really, you know, I think we're raising some great points. Anyway. Yeah. Well, so, we can get back to Keenvention if you want to. Yeah, let's uh, do that because I, Halloween, or go ahead. Well, what I was saying was that Ian was, Ian seemed to think that a lot of Manch people weren't there because they were doing political campaigns, which may have been true, but I was kind of wondering if maybe they weren't there because they were boycotting. Oh, Keenvention itself? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Because they disagree with what the Keen people are doing or they yeah, their style disagree with Chris Cantwell being there or something. Yeah. Who knows what they would disagree with, but yeah. 
I wondered if it was um, ideologically, not just that they were busy that weekend. Yeah, it's possible. So, but uh, but that night, uh, you were on a couple of great panels. You did the media panel with Brett and yeah, Mark Edge, and the media uh, panel came out pretty good. I thought yeah. uh, that there was Cantwell a lot. Cantwell was there, and, and yeah. Garrettian, yeah, Garrettian, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of good info for people who just like want to start a podcast. Maybe you could put that out on Sovereign Tech sometime because it's it's a lot of good like beginner information. I don't know. Yeah, you, I'll release it. That's I don't know fine. if you want to, but no, th- that talk I think is worth is. Worth I've got releasing. a recording anyway. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was on a, a charity panel as well. Um, so we talked with you know like Amanda from Shire Sharing was there. Sure. Um, the panel, that panel was good. It was just that. It could have had a little more lively uh, presentation at times, mm-hmm. so I was trying to kind of spice it up and be animated, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but like at the end, it came out really good because there were some really interesting issues. Like we talked about homelessness and like the complexities of homelessness and how like there's such a stigma around it and like the concept of paternalism and charity came yeah, up. Yeah, that was which good. that was a really interesting question brought up by this gentleman. I can't remember his name, but someone I didn't know. And he said, like, you know, look, the whole idea behind the state doing welfare is to kind of take the paternalism out of charity, uh, which they failed at, but does it is it inherent? Does it creep back in when libertarians try to do charity? And right. I've, that's a question I've definitely thought about before. And I think sometimes it does. Unless you have a charity, my answer was that unless you have a charity that is saying, hey, we're here, we're available for you if you need it. If you want help, come to us. We're not going to go reach out to you and ask, do you need help? But we're here in case you need it. Yeah. That's the style of charity that's not going to be paternalistic. You right, know? right. Uh Whereas one that reaches out may be more paternalistic. Yeah. And and also, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's just about having empathy. You know, like there's this temptation to say, well, that person shouldn't have a cat because they're homeless or whatever. That person right. shouldn't have this. They shouldn't be spending their money on a sandwich when they could be getting a apple or something, you know. like Yeah. And defining homeless was interesting, too, because uh, Daryl mm-hmm. Perry, during the, the Q&A segment of the uh, of the panel, he actually mentioned me. Uh, quite a bit, and of course mentioned, you know, talked about himself. Yeah, because, he was referring to your Sovereign Tech show where you talked about living in your car for yeah, a while. I lived out of my truck, and he, of course, he's living in what he calls the not a bus because you know it's bus, but it's not a bus. And um, you know, it's saying, look, you know, some people don't have a house or a home or apartment by choice, you know, and they're just doing something different. Yeah, that's what Dale said too. He was saying yeah. it's like a kind of freedom for them. Yeah, and so that was uh, that was important to kind of they just want get that out there, get out of the rat race. Sure, like, yeah, I can relate to that. Sure, sure. So uh, th- those were good, and then then what was what was a lot of fun was uh, the Halloween party. Yeah, later on that that Derek J held. Indeed, yeah, we dressed up as uh, Starfleet commandos. Uh, not commandos. Uh, yeah, officers. Officers. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I I was thinking of like commando, like when you don't wear any underwear. Oh yeah, well that <laughs> that might have been happening. <laughs> <laughs> we we dressed up uh, Starfleet uniforms, and we were told that Starfleet is a military dictatorship, which is communist because it doesn't have any money. Yeah, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> like the, the Starfleet and money is a whole because in the original series they talk about getting paychecks. Huh. 
And so I never saw that. Yeah, hmm. in the original series. In the next generation, it seems relatively clear. Other than the Ferengi, there isn't really a whole lot of money. Uh, <laughs> of course, you know. But um, but in the original series, it's a much different ball game. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's you know, if one said Starfleet was socialist, you know, that's not necessarily unfair. But uh, yeah, I mean, we we went as, as Starfleet uh, officers, and mm. uh, I thought a lot of people thought we looked pretty cute. Mm-hmm. and uh, posted some pictures of that as well on social media got you know people thought that was pretty awesome there were some so. great costumes there there were also some kind of disturbing costumes uh, yeah. what, there were some like realistic kind of military and cop costumes that yeah. freaked me out a little bit yeah it was almost like it's like okay yeah I get it we don't like you know we don't like the state but it's like can can we really just have fun and those yeah. costumes are like the antithesis of fun yeah and there's always a this little temp- too realistic i don't know yeah i know there's always this kind of like th- some people say that what you dress up as for halloween like represents often like something you're repressing or like something you wish you could do in sure. real life or you know people psychologize halloween costumes and the fact that someone who is a liberty person might choose to dress up like like a cop or some kind of state person that's associated with the state Mm -hmm. that's a little interesting right like they're thinking about it a lot huh yeah yeah i don't know Uh, right it's it's just it's not something i would have chosen Mm. um in fact like one of them even asked me you know did i get this accurate you know asking about a military uniform obviously he was aware that that i was in the military like yeah yeah it looks pretty accurate and it's like well Obviously, you know, I was in the military, but you never cared to listen to a goddamn word I ever said about the fact that I don't appreciate the military. I don't, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, it, I don't know, it, whatever. Not that people have to be, you know, sensitive to every little damn thing, but it, it's, yeah. Yeah, you weren't so comfortable with that, huh? Well, I just, it just seemed odd. Yeah. And anyway. Yeah. So, but it was a good time. Overall, it was a great time. Yeah. And sure. certainly, I mean, any other, this point has been made on Free Talk Live and whatever, that any other Halloween party and this stuff, these people probably would have gotten put into, you know, a paddy wagon and taken away, uh, <laughs> for, you know, for, for dressing that way. <laughs> Brett uh, was Judge Burke. That was hilarious. That was funny. He amazing. Yeah, uh, he got that, some yeah. kind of award for the best yeah. costume or something. <laughs> that, that it was, was really funny. That was funny. So in uh, Allie Havens, she had a very, uh, very interesting, like, makeup Oh, yeah, she was the, uh, like... The, she did the her face makeup like the skulls like the yeah. Dia de los Muertos in yeah, yeah. Mexico yeah it worked it was really cool yeah yeah that was, so, that was pretty cool yeah so that was nice uh, and so yeah then Sunday went around and we did our Bitcoin panel and tech panel right you, which those have been released mm-hmm. and uh, you know those were good so. And otherwise, then we went to, uh, you know, we had dinner with uh, with some good people. We, oh, we yeah, went yeah, out yeah. to dinner with uh, actually a, a couple Sovereign Tech fans and Johnson mm-hmm. um, and Danica. And uh, it was uh, that that was that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we went and did Free Talk Live. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, you know, I mean, I got to I got to meet quite a few Sovereign Tech listeners there. That was really great. It's always fun to, you know, to, to meet listeners um, and they all recognize the, the cool thing is that they all seem to recognize that this is like a, almost a one way street where they know everything about me <laughs> or you, yeah. you know, but they but don't, we don't know who but they we are. don't know anything about them. Yeah. And, uh, but it's nice that they recognize that. And so, uh, you know, that, that, that's known as to where other times, it, you know, some people can come off really strong, mm-hmm. you know, not, not, not 
recognizing that relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the guy that we um, had joined us in the Free Talk Live studio yeah. and his son were both really, really cool. Like I, oh, fantastic, class acts. Yeah, they were both really awesome. I, we, they, had, we had kind of known them because they had written into the show and they, we knew they were listening, but yeah, we didn't. And and he had told you that his son listened too. His son yeah, is eight yeah. years old. Yeah, and so we didn't. We but we had never met them in person until uh, this last weekend, and yeah. that was really cool. Like I was really, I mean, the the son. I was really impressed by him. Like he was so awesome. Like he was really considerate. He was really, um, like assertive. Like he knew of what his he own needs. Wanted. Yeah. 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 Like he was. He really seemed like a very peaceful, parented kid. You yeah. know, a nice, just a nice person. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I was impressed. Uh, great, great conversations to be had. Very deep stuff. Yeah. Uh, and and the it, dad, of course, I was impressed by him. Yeah, I, yeah, I was, well, I, I was fascinated by their relationship because it seemed like, it, so he was showing his son a lot of trust. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, and I that was one thing that I kind of felt was lacking when I was a kid was like, I was capable and smart, but I didn't get necessarily the trust that I wanted. And I was always kind of trying to prove that I was competent and I could do things. And right. adults just didn't let me off the leash. They didn't trust me, you know, like, right. but this guy trusted his son a lot. And the, the son was like really mature and he was really like, he was thriving, yeah. So that was like awesome to see. Yeah, it was amazing because they really acted like, you know, in, in the short time that we got to experience them, yeah. they really acted like friends. Yep. And totally. I think that's such a beautiful relationship, uh, you know, for, for family members to have. Absolutely. So that was that was really cool. Um, yeah, and, and we did Free Talk Live and then we went home and then it was, you know, back to back to the quote unquote grind, I guess, on Monday, <laughs> right? <laughs> There's only one grind going on in this house. Oh, awesome. man. And does it go on? <laughs> so, yeah, so that's our trip. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was great. It was it was a good time overall. Uh, some interesting, you know, insights I think to to be had on it and all. Uh, but that was yeah that that was Keenvention. Yeah, and uh, I don't I know if there's going to be a third. I I heard that that it was being considered. I think Ian would probably like to do a third, but mm-hmm. he's he's trying to look for a venue like. The venue be cost effective. Yeah, the venue raised their rates this year, and he was afraid they're going to raise them again next year, so he was going to kind of shop around. Right. But I mean, that hotel, as far as I understand, was like happy to have us, and they were they were pretty good they're to great. deal with. Yeah, coffee was free, tea was free. I yeah, mean, it was, I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was really good. We I mean, and even we didn't during stay at the hotel, but right. Yeah. I mean, the Halloween party was even at the hotel, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they they left they pretty much left everything alone until you know when the clock struck midnight they wanted everybody out, but other than that. <laughs> They were turning into a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I was I was good with them. I mean, so yeah, we don't know if there'll be another one, but I hope there will be because yeah. I enjoyed it. I had fun. It's a good time, and I love doing the panels and, and getting to talk about the deep stuff. And again, if yeah. if uh, if anyone listening to this has not heard those panels, they were released earlier this week, mm. um, and you can catch them. So, and they were all done personal recordings. This is long before perhaps that they will be released on keenvention.info which mm. is the website where video will be released if you want to wait for that that's fine but uh these are advanced releases that uh you, thank you very much stephanie for providing those. of course definitely all you <laughs> so, sure my pleasure yeah you know, i love these trips where we don't have to fly yeah no I kidding i love these driving trips even though They're we still so kind of had to do better. a little tsa yeah driving is so much better you're right yeah it was only at the concert i mean right. i think we can kind of avoid it if we just um you know 
drive slow and yeah it's fun to drive i mean either we're it talking is. to each other or we're doing something else or you know we punk, yeah, turn on a can, podcast you can or do what? whatever you want you can lean your seat back you yeah. can eat in the car you yeah. can stop whenever you feel like it it's like you really do have a lot of freedom that you don't have on a plane yeah yeah it's true i do like road trips better so yeah. all right we'll do more of those yeah <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, um, I think we better get wrap this up and go. Yeah, to bed. yeah, we, <laughs> we did talked a, about a lot of stuff. We did a good two hours. That's perfect. That's awesome. the way I like to keep it. So right on. Uh, anyway, uh, this will this is getting released. There is a regular episode of Sovereign Tech coming out this week to uh, episode 99. These will they'll be released pretty close to each other within hours, actually. Uh, so. You know, do do keep your eye out these, for that. These specials are getting popular, like the ones where we do a wrap up of our trip. Yeah, people love people it. People really like those. Yeah, they do love it. And of course, if you do enjoy it, please don't hesitate. There's a lot of donation options to the show on the left hand side of the page. Oh yeah, you know, I have to say, we just found out who the Amazon UK mystery shopper was. This oh, guy yeah. wrote to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was asking if we still got um, the commissions from him going through the Amazon UK link. Yes. And I said, yes, we do. We, and we're enjoying yeah. them. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, that link is like a cross-show link. We like, use it for Pork Therapy pork and therapy, Sovereign Tech and, Sci- tech Sex, and, and Sex and Science, and Science Hour. Hour. So it all goes to, to everybody here. You know, so. I for, for tracking purposes, I guess I could make different links, but I just never there's, did that. There's and, no need. There's yeah. no need. Yeah. I don't care about tracking your listeners. Yeah. I just care about what they bought because it's interesting to see what they bought. Yeah. So when we start Sex and Science Hour back up, we'll be reading those out again. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so anyway, l- plenty to look forward to. Again, uh, there will be a regular episode of Sovereign Tech this week. Do keep your eye out for that. Uh, I've been keeping that streak real solid for almost two years, you know, pretty much it's two years now. It's a solid streak. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not brown. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a skid mark. It's a street. Yeah. So, Stephanie, thank you so much for staying up to the wee hours of uh, of the night. Oh, my pleasure. Or this is really the fun. morning or whatever to Thanks do this. Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah. And, uh, of course, you can email new email address. I announced it in the last special, but you can email the show, brian at zomiaofflinegames.com. He's building an email so. list. <laughs> He's going to collect your email address. Please send me a bit message that's in the show notes. <laughs> My address is in the show notes. I love bit message. I'm totally kidding. Yeah, no, I know. You're not going to so, do that. <laughs> not at all. So anyway, carpe lucem, everybody. I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> Bye. just experienced Sovereign Tech. Go to SovereignTech.com, that's S-O-V-R-Y-N Tech.com, and connect with us there. Find links from today's show and catch our podcast feed. Sovereign Tech is copy heart. Copying art is an act of love, and love is not subject to law. So please, share the show however you like. Welcome to the evolution.